We all know that we love esports for the hype-ass play. Sounds like little bitch time to me. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Sogscast, episode 104. I'm your host, Polly, as always, and we are brought to you by Moon Pies, as always, as well. Moon Pies, why waste all that money on toilet paper when you could just buy more Moon Pies? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> and that cheer from Tinker Jim and I could not have come in at a more <laughs> perfect fucking cue. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Going right into that quality you expect with the socks cast, right? Right? Yeah. Absolutely. It's like we are just right on the nose with exactly uh, where we should be when, when, when putting one of these things together. To my immediate virtual right, shoot him again. He ain't dead yet. <laughs> it's Rhett. I found the pop out chat button it eludes me every single time you, we do one of these you finally found it finally it takes me like it. 10 minutes every time though <laughs> yeah you've got to do it with two clicks now if you, you're if you're if you're a moderator you have to do it two times because... I, that's what i figured out i'm like what if i just go to the basic non-mod view and it's still like a list of 30 options i'm like jesus yeah there's twitch twitch got a little complicated yeah i don't it's... know why some would say they kind of over-design things a little, just like yeah, that. Just like that yeah. new dashboard that's about to go live for creators that I oh, I previewed no. and I hate it. Why do things change? Why do they change when they already fucking work as well yeah. as they? You know, like this works just fine, but now it's just a hey, somebody had an idea, so we have to implement it to make it look like we're we doing. Need... <laughs> I don't know. It's dumb. we need endless growth. We need endless growth. It's like it's. I hope it's not like Google, where people are just create something. You have to just create something. It doesn't matter if it's shit or it's always in beta, but you have to just make something. It and doesn't matter like if it, it, and it then we destroy it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like let's let's try to destroy video games with Stadia. That'll be a smart idea. <laughs> Somebody had this great idea of negative input delay. Are you fucking for real? Oh my god! Yeah. It's going to be faster than local hardware. You're uh -huh. stupid really? as fuck, Rhett. Are you ready for a podcast? Yeah. You sound like you're ready, ready for one. Oh, shit. I thought of something. Like, something I want, uh, I, want to, I want to show you. I did this to somebody else earlier, and it was really fun. You want to play a word game with me? Okay. Uh, Rhett. Okay. You want to play a word game with me? Sure. All right. All right. The, I'll explain it when I'm done. It's kind of like a card trick, so there's like a, a real fun trick to it, and I'll explain <laughs> it when it's done. But when we get to the end of it, you're going to be like, how the fuck did you do that? And I'll explain what? it. It'll be really fun. It'll be really fun. Okay. So this is really simple. I'm going to say a series of five words. And after each word, I want you to repeat that word and what. So if I say computer, you say... 
computer what? Yes. It works like that. Um, okay. And then when we get when we get to the fifth one, that's when the magic happens. Okay? That's when you're gonna look at you're gonna like look back and go like, how the fuck did you do that? Alright, you ready? <laughs> okay. Okay. First word. Mystery. Mystery what? Phantom. Phantom what? Phenom. Phenom what? Spectre. Spectre what? Enigma. Enigma what? Enigma balls, bitch! Okay. There you go. Great. It's your, uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's your fun joke for the day. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Red's reaction made that for me. <laughs> just so I'm... deadpan, like, fuck it. Fuck <laughs> it! Just like, I knew... You're trying to trick me into saying something, so I'm very carefully trying to calculate in my word. Like, this isn't something I definitely shouldn't say, right? Oh, no. 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 And just, 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 and just, just another dumb, like, my joke. Like, great. <laughs> it's funny to me. I don't care if it's <laughs> That's funny really what matters. That's what, that's what that, I care about. That's this podcast. Case. Yeah, that's this podcast. It's, if it's funny to me... <laughs> And we, we're winning. We only got this far just because I'm the one that deemed everything hilarious. <laughs> to my immediate virtual left, he's yet to go through his I love David Cage's games phase, and God help us when he does. Uh, it's John Byer. I don't just like bad games. Byron did debatable the same thing today. Debatable. I'm with Red I don't on this just one. like that's not my personality. Debatable. Ugh. He, they seem really bad. I don't want to play games. I'm watching. I've, I've been. I've been watching a Let's Play of Detroit, and oh my god! Oh, Woo! Yeah, that's not the kind of bad I'm particularly. That doesn't. That seems interesting to me. I played Heavy Rain back in the day when it was kind of a thing. It was just kind of a little nonplussed by it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, he's just that... only gotten worse since. That's the thing. That's, yeah. <laughs> There's heavy rain being clunky, and then there's Detroit being like accidentally super racist. I I invented I invented black people. <laughs> That's David no one Cage. has ever made a metaphor like this before. <laughs> we freed the the title screen slave. <laughs> oh god! Uh, it made you sad, so we got you a new one. <laughs> Ooh. Good job. The robots sit on the back of the bus. Oh, God, it's so <laughs> bad! Oh, no! Oh, man, when we got to that point, I was just, oh... I was aghast, sitting there at work, just, oh, God, trying to hold it in. Because it's really <laughs> that bad. That <laughs> All right. So, hey, Rhett. Would you Hello? Like, would you like to, to, to get this podcast oh, man, it... rolling? I guess. Um, I finished Xenoblade 2. Oh, hey, wow. Like three days after we did the last podcast. So this, it's was, a little... this was supposed to be a journey that took you years upon years. <laughs> no, I just kind of fucking blasted through this one. Yeah. What, two podcasts now, I think? I mean, I was like 90% done it by the last podcast. That's <laughs> the wild part. Right, right. Oh, yeah, Jet Storm in the chat, who was in here last time, and we went over the systems. Yeah, the game's got a lot of those. Oh, yeah, so, we went over every game with Jet, with Tom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we literally talked about every RPG in existence. <laughs> he, he's played all of them, so it's pretty it's useful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
he could do one of those like review things like every every snes rpg ever yeah that's gonna be like when we do snes week two. Oh god uh, he's, he's gonna review every jrpg you've not played them all but you could probably play the ones you've missed to do that probably <laughs> i've looked at lists i feel like tom <laughs> could probably manage that oh he's still working on wild arms ironic weird i think tom could definitely do every japanese localized rpg oh SNES. like no problem yeah. yeah 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 i suppose that genre in particular gets a little weird when you're trying to do all of them yeah mm-hmm. whereas when i was doing shmups it was like you know if i need to I, if i need to i can brute force my way through this in about an hour yeah you can brute force through a shmup you don't care about the dialogue a jrpg a mm-hmm. little little different yeah maybe yeah. the most different really <laughs> That's why the only video games you need are Schmops and JRPGs. Yes, the, the two yin and yang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always alternate. It's either Schmops and JRPGs or Schmops and visual novels. Mm. Like, is a JRPG just uh, a perverted version? A per- I kind of agree version with of a visual novel. That, yeah. It's pure action versus pure reading. <laughs> JRPGs are lots of reading with a little input from the player. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Xenoblade 2. Uh, yeah, it's... I liked this game. I'm not sure if I loved it. Mm-hmm. The story is like, it's really good on the surface and, you know, it moves along. And I think it has a lot of the issues that if you like pick at it, it maybe starts to fall apart a bit. Mm-hmm. Like there's just the whole setup of the blades is weird. Mm-hmm. Like, and then there's that whole gotcha system where you're like rolling and, re-rolling yeah like that like just feels bad but like the way that works into the story kind of is mm-hmm. strange because there's a chapter like fairly early on maybe first third of the game called like i think it's called like slaves and masters oh yeah and the way they're talking about how like the lifespan of a blade is actually super fucked up because they are bound to their owner mm-hmm. but if the owner dies the blade doesn't die but they lose all their memories Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So they are just reborn, you know, a little bit later, but they don't have any idea what happened because their m- mind has been entirely wiped. Yeah. Ooh. So, like, they're perpetually. Yeah, it's re- it gets really kind of heavy and dark. It's heavy, like, dark, and messed up, but I think that, like, it's kind of an interesting thing to look at. Like, no, it's, see, really, I, it's somber I mean, and, and really kind of like. I feed on that dark shit. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, see, I, I really like this setup. I mm-hmm. just don't feel they pay it off really particularly oh, well. Like uh, when when at the end of the game you kind of learn the true nature behind the blades and mm-hmm. it kind of seemed to have nothing to do with this part. It's just like, oh, hmm. Mm. Like, so why you're going to have like no comment on the fact that humans are using them as instruments of war now, huh? Like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, see, like that's kind of where I thought the game was going to go. That's uh, early exact, on in the story, especially I, probably, and that's probably like that chapter is probably where I started thinking that, and I wish that was elaborated yeah. on a little more. Yeah, because like going back into the into the memory loss thing, there's one character who keeps a diary uh, extensively because she knows she's going to lose her memories eventually. Mm-hmm. So like she wants to have a diary of like who I was in previous lives, basically. She don't want to <laughs> close her eyes. She and don't want to fall asleep because <laughs> she'll miss you, baby. And she don't want to miss a thing. I'm going to drive this bit into the ground. Don't yeah. worry. It's okay. <laughs> so wait, Red, is it just like 50 first dates? 
No, because they live longer than that. Okay. But like some characters in that and story. Is better. No. <laughs> no <laughs> not. But some characters in that story are like five hundred years old, so she does eventually meet somebody who knew her as a long time ago and she questions like, is this diary accurate? Is am I kind of the same person as I was back then? And that stuff is super interesting, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so like for a while one issue with this game is that the villain's plans are really kind of, I've heard nonsensical, maybe a little simplistic. I thought for a while that their plan was going to be to liberate the blades mm-hmm. and like break them out of the system. And then it just isn't that basically. Yeah. It had been a more noble cause, I think. Yeah. And I thought also, how are you going to keep them the villains if that's their, actually their goal? Yeah. So that's not yeah, what they're actually like, trying to do. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, that'd be some tricky, uh, tricky stuff. So, yeah. hey, David Cage could some handle Detroit that. Stuff. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> the blades are at the back of the bus. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I feel like it does kind of raise interesting questions and in, like dealing with the morality of this world, and then not totally pay them off. Really. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I don't like is that. So I played the main game, and like knowing that there's this expansion called the Torn of the Golden Country that takes place 500 years ago is kind of a bummer because so much of this game is just flashbacks to 500 years ago yeah, yeah. to basically justify all character motivation. Weird. So like, all, cause like almost the, like the entire villain crew is from that era mm-hmm. so like all of their motivation happened back then and you know just the constant c- flashbacks kind of drove me a bit up the wall because it's like oh he's doing this because this character died 500 years ago and, and like it means nothing to me but if i had played torna first maybe it would yeah like that kind of weirded me out a bit with how they like w- with how mm. 500 years ago is such a big part of that it's... story it and does, also the way it makes you it, feel a little yeah. less connected to everything overall in a way. Yeah. How does I, it, connect, how does it um, compare with like Breath of the Wild doing something kind of similar? I think there's a lot more flashbacks in this, mm-hmm. whereas Breath of the Wild. Because I think the problem is that because they actually were planning on fleshing it out with an expansion that's like its own 30 hour RPG. Oh, I have. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I haven't played that. So, there may be more in there that kind of spoils things. But I feel like right now I kind of I wish I'd checked out that first as like, okay, here's motivation behind these characters that you don't necessarily know are going to be the villains in the main game. Yeah, I kind of wonder what uh, fans of those two games think of, of trying to approach that series in that order now that they have I've, all the information. I've just heard a lot of people say to play the original game first anyways. Mm. And that's... Interesting to be. I'll get to Torna eventually, but yeah. Come on, you need another thirty plus hour RPG on your yeah. plate before the end of the year, right? Come on, <laughs> no, what are you, what are you <laughs> before the end of the year? I don't think so. I'm kind of wussy said, over I here. I said eventually. Hmm. You some kind of wussy? I'm playing. Yeah, I was. I was literally like earlier. Like I'm not going to do any super long games for the rest of the year. I think I'm good. And the part was like, "Yep, I am only playing super long game the rest of the year." No, I said so. I said like after Xenoblade, like I'm done with JRPGs for a bit, mm-hmm. and, and then I played some other games and like kind of bounced hard off two of them. Oof! And then I was like, well, fuck it, I'll play Somnium Files. Yeah! 
that's good. that there is a good video game. Basically, it was just like you know what, mate. It's a little far from the end of the year. I can get this in. I'm f- probably finish it definitely by the end of next month, and we'll be doing game of the year by then probably. You could have that game finished by like next weekend. I'm very slow, Polly. <laughs> but anyways, so the last VN I played. Continue. I started Fata Morgana mm-hmm. and got like an hour in and was just like, mm, maybe I should play Trails Third instead. <laughs> That game starts a little slow. I don't doubt you that it's a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It starts a little slow. It's it's a slow game. It is very yeah. it is very much a slow burn until it's mm-hmm. getting to the more intriguing stuff that's happening yeah. sort of around the stories that you're witnessing. Yeah, it's not really yeah. so much thing where like, oh, right after you stopped, it immediately picked up. No, oh, no, Red. no, no. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna need another five or six hours of kind of just getting chill. Yeah. So I didn't want to get too far into that to where I would think I would need to restart if I went back to it. Yeah, that would, that would be bad. Yeah. Uh, so back to Xenoblade. Then I have issues with the ending of that game. Mm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I described it to John as like, I wish there was a meme for <laughs> how I feel about this ending. Where I basically, I wanted a, per- a picture of a person crossing a finish line triumphantly. Mm-hmm. And then and then falling on their face immediately <laughs> afterwards. Whoops. And I would write on those images, Xenoblade 2 ending. As they're like putting their arms up like, yeah, I've made it to the finish line. And then Xenoblade 2 post credit scene as they fall on their face. Whoops. Because whoops. Yeah, that was the thing that I had an issue with. Um... Like I got, I've talked to a lot of people that have played this game about that, and you know, they have mm-hmm. various different perspectives about the ending. And it's like, yeah, I I get what they're going for. I just don't particularly like it. It just doesn't <laughs> suit me, and I don't feel like like in my own kind of way of, of looking at that narrative, I didn't feel it was earned. I don't feel it lines up with the entire and, rest yeah. of the ending at all. Yeah, it it just it always felt to me like it was just like by committee of oh yeah we saw your ending. Can uh, <laughs> I go back and add a little something to that, please? Yeah, we have I mean, toys that we need like to that, sell. When you say something like that, it makes me feel like okay, did they undo like a very nice tragedy just to like something sad and then make it like oh no, it's I, I'm rubbing my nose right now. Okay. That's kind of like where my brain goes when you talk like, oh, sure. the post credit scene like ruins it. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. I'm kind thinking of... very loudly right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do that. Yeah. Do that mic you make. Polly had a great line yeah. where she goes, I didn't even play this game and I was mad for three days. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was so very initially angry when I, when I reached the end of that let's play. It was like, oh, man. <laughs> They that was a lot think... of my. That was a lot of my time to to be real disappointed. Oh, they just they get right there and then they snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> <laughs> but like some people do like it. Like I asked Ify and she was happy with the ending. So yeah, like, yeah. Mm, like a lot of people both. are totally fine with it, and like that's yeah, totally okay with me. Yeah, but for me it was like. Once I started being able to pick apart that really easy, easily, it's when I started thinking about the story as a whole and being like, it's oh, like well, where actually, you can target other threads. There's and... a lot of other little things you can pick at. And then it's like, eh, well, I like I had a fun time with it. Yeah. It like, was a good game. Yeah. Like, that's totally fi- fi- a fine and valid way to look at it. Mm-hmm. One other thing is that the combat in this game is very fun and flashy. Mm-hmm. 
and like you do big numbers, especially at the end, and like you do those combos and stuff. Mm-hmm. There is something to me about the combat in the original that is so not fun. Yeah. <laughs> and how, ev- like, the last eight bosses in the first game, see, I- and remember, I played the first game, like, super recently. Mm-hmm. Those last couple bosses were such arduous fucking mountains, like, every single one of them, <laughs> that it became a much more memorable experience where every boss was like, oh, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Like, like just just throwing myself at it, trying over and over on these bosses. Just like smashing your face into it over yeah, and over. And then, like, and then going into my gear, like, re-equipping things, like, figuring out, moving skills around, just, like, really trying to figure out what the hell to do. And, like, mm-hmm. there is something about, like, the struggle that I like in the first game. <laughs> as well as just maybe the story having a better payoff and some real mm-hmm. nonsense mm-hmm. yeah it just reminded me of when john was talking about alliance alive being like the super easy version mm-hmm. that's probably xenoblade to xenoblade 2 is this probably a similar mm. be like that game would be way more difficult for me to get into just because of all the fucking systems like that stuff would drive me insane like all the which stuff one you, too all, all, uh, yeah and yeah is it a black chronicles 2 all the stuff you have to keep track of in a fight it's just like Oh my god. I <laughs> Just even like... watching it is exhausting. <laughs> I think it's a little easier, actually, than the... Well, I mean, it play... the combat is easier than mm-hmm. the original. But I think the original, I felt, was actually a lot more hectic because you have, like, eight skills equipped and, like, you're just constantly mashing on the D-pad to move your skill cursor around. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think positioning is a little more important in the original game. Mm. But then also just, like... If you lose aggro in that first game, you're fucking dead. Oh, like, you're instantly. done. You're toast. Yeah. You are toast. And I went the extra step beyond and just played as Melia at the end, who was even squishier than Shulk. Yeah. I've never been so scared as I was against the final <laughs> boss in that game. Thinking, like, if Ryan loses aggro, it's just over instantly. Because <laughs> Ryan was my bro through that entire game. He, t- he took every hit like a champ. Yeah. 9999 HP for like half the game. Like I've, I've seen like, like Eric and a few others play that game to the end and get and like, just have their tank lose aggro and it just yeah. falls apart in it, seconds. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Never... Cause I'm not the one playing. <laughs> It's funny when it happens because it's just so chaotic. Like it's just like, where did those numbers come from all of a sudden, and why is everybody on the ground? Yeah, two never gets quite that. No, two is like it's you can it. lose a party member and not even realize it sometimes. Well, mm. that's also bad. <laughs> but yeah, there were fights in two where I think Nia would go down, but because Morag for me was having like such such good evasion Mm -hmm. she would just not be taking damage at all as the tank yeah and be like well okay i'll get i'll go get neo when that bar is full again (laughs) she's just having a cat nap yeah (laughs) because she's a cat girl get it it's just amazing i get it okay it's just amazing when your healer can go down and you won't immediately yeah you don't immediately notice it yeah that's a little strange god i Morag had such ridiculous evasion for me. Morag's so good. Like, evasion tanks are usually, like, kind of a gamble, because obviously you're relying on RNG, but, like, when they're implemented well and they work, it feels real good. 
Yeah. The other thing... Okay, last thing about Xenoblade 2 that I thought was funny. Mm-hmm. I think the final boss is around level 70. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a big monster outside, like, the starting town that's, like, level 82. <laughs> he just walks up to you and just fucking hits you for, like, 5,000 damage the entire game. <laughs> it's just, like, so, your pal coming to say hi. Yeah, I've seen, like, I've seen a lot of people bitch about it online. It's just, like, that's just the Xenoblade experience. Like, they do it in the first game, too. <laughs> but being able to be, like, oh, you are, like, literally ten levels higher than the final boss is wild. <laughs> I am just not interested in the post-game stuff, unfortunately. Like, I watched After 5 do a lot of that post-game stuff, and a lot of the oh, tweaking you can do with the difficulty sliders and shit. Like, that stuff, um, actually, like, if you were into that battle system, you can really customize it for the kind of experience you want. And seeing him yeah. fiddle with a lot of that stuff was actually really, like, one of the cooler parts of watching him play that mm. game. And doing so what like, are these sliders? I don't even remember that. I don't know if it's like DLC or if it's an update, uh, but uh, there are difficulty sliders where you can adjust the bat- the difficulty of battle and like how like how inflated or deflated enemy stats are oh, ver- weird. versus your stats and shit. Like it's a lot of interesting stuff, and I don't know if that's just like uh, difficulty tied or not. I wonder if it's just something you unlock later. Yeah, Jetstorm says it was just an update. Huh? It was a hard update, so. Uh, okay. Yeah, like that stuff looked interesting. Just like how how uh, granular you can get with tailoring that game's difficulty. It's really interesting. Yeah. So that's Xenoblade Two. It's good. Cool. cool. Overall, it's, still it's a good experience. Really, even if like it's really pretty. Yeah. Even if not everybody like uh, agrees on the ending. Yeah. Like it, it seems that like people do overall enjoy that game on the whole, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Xenoblade One is good, and Xenoblade Two is trash. Right? <laughs> it's not trash. <laughs> it's a it's a different experience, though. If you go in thinking it's more of one, it's definitely not that. No. Well, can you finish one, and that's and that's a okay endpoint? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like okay. it was the endpoint for like almost Eight years. 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Because Xen- I, I I don't think X is connected to either of them at all. No, oh. I, I think it's its own thing. Yeah, whereas this one, they put that too for a meaning. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So who's next? I don't know. Who wants to go next? I am. All right, John. Okay, John is next. John is next. Um, I finished Bottom Morgana. Yo, that's a, that's a, I heard that's a real good visual <laughs> novel, John. Oh, it's a real good visual novel. I believe I, I, really... I might have even heard the word masterpiece thrown around <laughs> yeah, a couple I times. Yeah, I said that earlier. I did, yeah, I finished it. It was just immediately like, derp, 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 hello, Twitter, you need to play this. Hello, Discord, <laughs> you need to play this. Hello, other Discord, you need to play this. Is, is one of those. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's one of those, you don't shut up about it until everybody knows, and then they never play it because you already made everybody sick of it. Yeah, exactly. That's typically how it goes for me. It's like when I like something and I recommend it. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, it's you that lets yourself be ruined by recommendations. That's a good point. Yeah. I do. I do. We all do. I will spite not play something if somebody keeps bugging me about it. Mm. It can be it can be trying. I um I finished something else like the next day and then talked about that way more taught and talked about <laughs> it way more. And I was like, but why am I thinking so much about this when Bottom Morgana was so good? I think it was that Bottom Morgana just like kind of kept me basically engaged like the whole time where every time I sat down I just kind of thought about it for a little bit and I was just like yeah oh man oh like, I so think good. the thing with Fata Morgana is like even I didn't like 
gush about it that much to a lot of people. I think it's just like it lands, it, it sticks its landing so well and it's so resolute in doing so that I just look at it and think, I don't really need to say a lot. Like yeah, the game exactly. just the game fucking speaks for itself in a way that I've like like very few visual novels or stories that I've engaged with in this way ha- have done so. Like it's just like it's a very fucking honest story. Yeah. It's it does right by the characters. Like yeah. there's not a lot you can say about this thing that is bad other than the one part that I didn't like all that much, which didn't seem to be a problem for you or anybody else that has played it. So <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, that that's like the one thread to pick at, and that was that, which was like the one thing we had like a real conversation about. The rest of it's just like that. It, yeah, it's it's really good. I don't. It's just really good, y'all. <laughs> yeah, like the the writing is top notch. The the, yep. the characters are the, the characters just fucking they 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 shine. Like yep, I I oh believed God. everything. Like I, it all felt good. It all felt honest and real and true. And it's it's. It's so fucking confident. Like, yeah, it just has this air of confidence to everything that it is doing and saying that it it's undeniable. Like, I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> everything is there because it has a reason to be there. Yeah. It's, it's very confident and competent where they're just it, it's bewildering to me that this is their that author's first professional release. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's stunning. Bonkers. It's stunning. It's so polished, just like completely together yeah like like from its narrative to its presentation everything Mm. comes together in a way that's just so unbelievably good yeah i think it's the if you're the kind of person that's really sensitive stuff that's like very very sad yeah very sad uh like some people like like a podcast that i listen to they Mm -hmm. did they the visual novel book club they did a uh a, a season on this while you know dissecting it chapter by chapter mm-hmm. uh, in a roundtable format and I, I think a lot of them felt that at some points in this story it was a little too um like like, like too like, deep in the pit yeah a little too deep in the pit at times they felt like maybe characters were being put through the ringer a little too much but it's just like i it didn't it never felt that way to me mm-hmm like it we felt both like Psychono. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I also <laughs> oh, like Psychono, which is very sad and has been accused of being emotion porn. Yeah, that's that's the thing. If you're the kind of person that is just like hates that rails on tragedy porn as and, like a concept. Yeah, yeah. Um, usually when I hear that, it just kind of rings up a little bullshit to me. Because yeah. um, I think I think the issue for me is that a lot those same people won't usually won't turn around. And criticize stories that are just like ha- very happy in an unearned way. Right, right. Like they won't say that this sh- that this is catharsis porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, hmm, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I-, I think you could definitely yeah make that point. Is that things that's are, my things are never things are never fucking that. criticized for being too happy. You got a point. Wait, wait, Daganrapa. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's what that game was criticized for. Yeah, I, I mean, mean here. I think I think that so, game was criticized because some people are just dumb and don't get a point. But that's just me. Oh, I thought Danganronpa like criticized itself for being catharsis porn. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what it. It's mm. all manipulation. It's just like yeah. If yeah. you're only put off by sad manipulation, but not put off by happy manipulation, yeah, maybe that's something to think about. Mm. Maybe take a gander at that and think why. <laughs> why am I? 
put off by this. Like I like I know a lot of old people, especially, are just like, I don't go into movies to feel sad. I felt sad enough in my life, and I don't. Yeah. And you know what? That's valid. That's <laughs> like, valid. I kind of get it, it because things fucking suck right now. Yeah, everything's pretty bad right now, and a lot of people yeah. don't want to be miserable. And I get it. I get yep. it. So if you're not up for that. That's true. There's a lot of content warnings, I think, for this, and you can oh, hit me up or call yeah. me up. Yeah, yeah. It gets pretty gnar. Oh, yeah, boy. I'm excited yeah. to read this again. Yeah, yeah. It's it it dips into a lot of the same like, um, hmm. <laughs> it yeah. It's it's very it's a lot of trauma and processing trauma. Yeah, and it gave me a lot of the it kind of gave me a lot to chew on in the same way that trails third and fate kind of did mm-hmm. but but with just like a very kind world with just like a very smart worldview for the most part i think yeah and just being very well put together so it's just kind of exactly what, it, what was useful for me and i feel that like when yeah. fada morgana is a ta- is tackling those heavier subjects it feels so informed mm-hmm. like i don't know for sure because i've never really researched it but it feels like the person that wrote these things either did the proper research or has experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt that way about a lot of the way some of the threads in Trails Third came together as well. Is like some things just you can't pluck from the ether, I don't think. Some things have to be from real experience, either from others' point of view or your own. And Fata Morgana feels like a story that's very lived in to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really appreciated that. And obviously I appreciated... The, the, the way that it approached certain subject matter as it pertains to, like, gender roles and all of that stuff. I think that it handles all that shit in a way that's very respectful while also looking at, like, the, the, the uglier side of how those things get addressed in you know, by other people and other media. So it's, it's just really smart and really uh, well-researched and, 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 and has a good tone when it comes to dealing with mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Yeah, that's that's the other thing is I can see folks bouncing if they just have a hard time with like queer tragedy stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. Especially like not knowing the author's situation or anything. It, it like I remember certain folks feeling like finding J.J. Macfield exploitative. Yeah. Um, last year, and if like that's if that's the kind of perspective you're coming from, I think that's valid. Yeah, I think that makes sense, um, and that might. You might, you can ask us for like details there, and that's why kindred spirits on the roof exists. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm trying that's to be nice. That's not me throwing Paul. shade. I swear to God, it's not. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. I know, I know. Look, like you know how we do this thing. We got to have those moments where it's real, <laughs> and then someone has to fart, and then we're back to normal, <laughs> right? I mean, I literally like, like I. Re- I went on Rebind for the first time because it seems like a really cool new game crit website that actually covers interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. And I immediately, like, eyes going down the screen. And I was just like, what's the thing that might make me feel bad? And I immediately saw queer exploitation of queer tragedy in games. Oh, and I immediately went straight there. Like, oh, is this going to make me feel bad <laughs> as someone who has made lots of queer tragedy? Help yep. make and made queer tragedy games. Yep. Had my hand in that. I probably still have another hand in that. (laughs) Whoops. Yo, I just like dark stories, okay? I'm sorry. Except for the one I made by myself that even you didn't like. 
Look, man. So look, I, look. It's if Polly's writing a story, somebody's probably dying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm well. sorry. That's how it goes. Mm-hmm. And because that, you know, obviously, we yeah, we're both very much about that. We're very <laughs> like I was just like, oh, this like I I I I, I use the term S tier suffering for a movie <laughs> the other day. Like that's just kind of my brain. Like I go in and you know, it's a it's it's a kind of emotional sadism where I'm just going in like really just looking to come uh, what's the word or maybe masochism where it's just like I want to what's the word for someone else is experiencing something and you experience it through them uh, vicariously vicariously, yeah. vicariously experience this yeah awful feeling <laughs> yes excellent thank you and Final Morgana delivers oh yeah yeah. Got that in spades. Oh man. Oh, it's a lot. There's there's one specific scene where I finally just like put down the controllers, just like, I'm done for the night. Oh no. <laughs> I am done. I think, Good I, night. I, I think you mentioned that part in the DM we were we were having it, while you were playing. It's so over the top. It's, it's so, so over the top and it goes hard. <laughs> <laughs> At a point, at some point, it's almost kind of dumb, but it still works. Yep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It still works just because of the way that they've kind of earned those moments leading up to it. Oh my god. So I really liked Fata Morgana. Yeah. It's, cool. It's good shit. Polly. Yo. What have you been up to? Played a video game. What was it? You know those video games? Those are good things. Oh boy. I played a remake of. What I would say, even though John's oh, not involved, geez. it's a remake of a Sox cast classic. We even did a spoiler <laughs> cast on this game back God, again. did we? Oh yeah, my God. we did with our good boy Carmichael McCallis, who I'm sending all my love to right now, by the way. I'm completely mm. blanking. Much oh my love God. to our good pal, Carmichael. Um, I played Mega Dimension Neptunia Victory 2R. Mm. This is a remake of Mega Dimension Neptunia Victory 2, which is known as The Good One with Uzume. Um, oh, okay. the, I, I was trying to figure it out. Yeah, that's The Good One with Uzume and her fish pal Umio, which is yes. like mm-hmm. the best additions best to that series. Fish husbando. Fish husbando. I love, I love Umio. Fish version feel, of John Thire. I feel, I feel a connection with Umio. You and you and Umio, basically the same person, but I, I'm yeah. not sure that he'd be as into fate as you are. <laughs> Doesn't really, he, he seems to have a, you know, he's got a little bit of class to him. I don't think he wallows in trash. I don't know. He is like the opposite of, mm, I want to watch porn and, not porn, uh, torture porn. Yeah, he is the opposite <laughs> and, of, I want to watch torture porn. And live through it vicariously. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I embody a number of contradictions. Yeah, he's and one I side think, of you, but not all of them. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, you said the same. Well, yeah, you said the same thing about the Wander Song Bard, and I was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Umio anyway. and the Wander Song Bard, probably not in the torture porn. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Mega Dimension Neptunia V two R is mm-hmm. basically just a, a straight remake of the original with like a shinier new graphics engine like uh, it's, it's not um it's not unreal uh for like they used for cybernet it's just mm-hmm. um I, I can't remember it's it's just it's an engine that like makes the 3d pop a lot more and it like it, like the characters have uh, stronger outlines so it's really got that kind of real but kind of 
you know, still anime kind of look to it. That it's mm-hmm. it, it's just kind of an overall better looking package mm-hmm. than the original. Uh, it's just a little shiny. I, honestly, I had no idea they had really overhauled the visuals this much. Yeah, like they moved to this engine. I think when they did when they were working on Death End Request, and then I think that this game kind of just came after that. Yeah, uh, when they made the move. Uh, so yeah, it's got shiny new graphics. It's got VR content. Yeah, that's the reason to play this. That's one, basically probably. the reason to play this game is that <laughs> it's got VR content that can be accessed without the use of a VR headset, and it's oh, just no. yeah, it's just um, <laughs> like the player is acknowledged at the start of this story now. So it's like you are literally reliving the original game's story, which I think that's kind of a cool setup for what they're doing. Um, you know, because it's sort of presenting this meta layer on top of the original game to kind of give them a reason to include mm-hmm. the VR stuff. And it, like, and look, we like meta shit here on the Sox cast anyway. So uh, it, pr- it presents That's that. True. And the VR content is that you interact with the four goddesses by them kind of like popping into the dim- your room every once in a while to have weird one-off conversations with you <laughs> that made me feel really <laughs> awkward I don't know. It just felt weird to me. <laughs> like, it was not the cool experience I was thinking that it might feel like. Uh, I think you would ha- you have to do this stuff in VR for it to work at all. That way, nobody can see what you're looking at. That way, it feels marginally less embarrassing. But yeah, that stuff is just like, it's not really tied to the game in any way after that moment of it being presented like oh you're playing mega dimension neptunia i remember that game that was a cool adventure are you liking it so far kind of cool things like that and then at some point that kind of gets dropped and they're just like like after every kind of major scene a new vr scene unlocks that you can optionally go watch and it's just like them having weird like kind of personalized conversations with you but they can't get too specific because then it won't work so it's just weird like i don't know they felt weird and bad to me i think we found polly's weeb dumpster limit I, yeah we might have found my weeb you dumpster can't, you limit you found your lowest you cannot go beneath this point no it's well it's, i know i would be into this yeah <laughs> I think we knew that your dumpster limit was lower. Yeah, your dumpster limit <laughs> wow. is a lot lower because you wow. you play dead or alive and jerk off to it. So I mean, like five times so a day. My, my limit was rebuying this game. Yeah, for the VR stuff, and ha- and having to play through the game again to unlock all of it. Mm. Yeah, it, but it's just like it's like you know you get like the visits from the goddesses and Big Nip every once in a while and oh okay yeah you get Big Nip yeah. visits. And hey. they're like they're why no Uzume? Why no Uzume? Exactly. I didn't see a single Uzume, and I don't think that she's in- included in any of the VR scenes at all. That kind of makes me angry. Sigh, sigh. Indeed. How big how big sigh. are those nips in VR though? They're pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, you can still zoom in. They're pretty <laughs> big. Wow. Look, man. This this, look, Big Nep. Big, Big Nep is still good. Okay, we're not gonna say that she's not. Polly, if they had Uzume, then it would be good. <laughs> I, I might be a little more interested. Might, might be, might be. Like, it, like, like, okay, like it's nicely done. I think that they probably did 
like a lot more like mocap work for the character doing various things in your room and just like like them kind of prancing around your room picking things off the shelves like there's a lot of extra animation here not used in the actual gameplay that i know that they put into this and it's just but it's just weird where like blonde is in your room and it's just like she pulls a book off your shelf and it's just like oh i really like this one after reading for approximately three seconds (laughs) <laughs> and then and it's just like she has to be very non-specific about the book she can't tell you anything about like it's the dialogue is so fucking mm. weird it just I, I won't say it squicked me out but it was just like i don't feel good about this you say, it sounds like <laughs> you were really petrified at the idea of somebody seeing you play this yeah i would not <laughs> want to be seen playing this <laughs> not at all <laughs> So this like reminds the... me of an old poly comic. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I know what oh. that is. I know what that is. Uh, so uh, the, the biggest like. the biggest new overhauls are that uh, hey, we cut a lot of content. <laughs> Why <What>? they <laughs> they took out the bad and normal ending, so only the true ending <gasps> exists now. Oh, which I'm... sucks yeah. because the normal ending I feel is really fucking good. Uh, like they took out, they, they, took out they took out the bad ending because after five was literally the only person to ever get that ending <laughs> and then saved and then saved still grumpy about that I'm, oh, oh my god. god i'm still mad about that why do people why do people not understand true endings <laughs> <laughs> why it's, it's not that hard no this was just a case of after five rushing through and oh, he missed God, a couple God. of things on the map that are real obvious, and then he went and beat the game, and then saved over that save. That's what I'm saying. Like you, you know, not to save when it obviously yeah. wasn't the ending. Like this yeah. game, the original version of this game is designed for you to get the normal ending yeah. first, and yeah. then beat the game again to get the true ending, and it totally works like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it actually like from a narrative standpoint, it feels really good to have seen cool. that normal ending and then get the true ending. Uh, so yeah, they took that out. Um, Great. They they, <laughs> they Xenoblade tooed it. Yeah, they they, uh, they got a new battle system, entirely oh. new. Oh. Uh, it's really bad. Oh, it is. Oh my god, they've they've taken battles where like the battle in Mega Dimension Neptunia is super snappy and just mm-hmm. you're in and out. Like this is like two to three minutes per random battle now. <gasps> Ooh. And it's all because they've created this new AP system where every turn you have X number of points that you use to perform skills to build combos from. So it's sort of like the Super Dimension Neptunia Sega Hard Girl system in a way where if you burn too many AP, your turns come later and later. So enemies get more and more turns and the battle just Hmm. is slower and slower. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, it's good. There's little to no challenge at all. It's just enemies have a lot of hit points. They don't hit very hard. Um, you're hitting, you're having a, a rough streak of RPGs lately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not looking good for RPGs right now. Oh, uh, wait. But yeah. The battles, shots? the battles take way too damn long with this, like, because you're, st- you're like, it's always menus. Like you're stuck in menus upon menus upon menus in this battle system. Whereas in the rebirth games and like Mega Neptune. Mega, Mega Dimension Neptunia, the original version, it was just like, okay, here's a face button. Press it to do 
a, a rush attack. Press it to do a heart attack. Yeah. Whereas now you've got to fucking go through menus upon menus of attacks to build combos. Mm. And it's just so fucking slow and pointless. Uh, there's like a Chrono Crossy, actually. Yeah, it's basically kind of Chrono Crossy, only there's more options. Oh, God. So there's a new progression system. Uh, so it's like dump points into new things because systems are cool. So even though you're already overpowered every level you get, you get points to dump into your actual stats, which they buried that about five menus deep. So I didn't actually notice this until the three hour mark. That's another thing with this game. And it was still easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing with this game is that everything is buried like 20 menus deeper than it needs to be. Um, I didn't figure out how to actually get new skills on my characters until about seven hours in. <laughs> because it is one, two, three. It is four menus in. And you can easily overlook it because of the way the menus and the UI is set up. Because it doesn't really call out attention to things or let you know new things are available. This um, is so weird. Why are RPGs like this? So Is this because of gotcha games? <laughs> like... Like those are really popular now, and th- that was the first time where I played a game, and I was just like, "This, I there's so much, and I know why there's so much. It's because it's obfuscating yeah, the systems yeah. to the point where I don't understand the relationship between this number and money. Yeah. So if I if it's uh... obfuscated, then I'll spend money. But then other games, there isn't that. There's just that still that obfuscated. So, so, so in terms of skills, Ugh. characters have skills that uh, you dump points into. Uh, items, you can't use an item until you learn the skill to use the item. So you can't use healing items unless you buy the ability to use them. Yeah, the license. Yeah, you got to get the license <laughs> to do it. So, For um, items in general or just each specific one? Each specific one. Oh, wow. It was actually... I thought I was overreaching there. No, it is. Each, every specific item has a skill assigned to it. Oh, and my you, God. And you have to buy the ability to use it. <laughs> John just fucking gave up <laughs> after that. Yeah. And, um, you know, remember how you build a combo with skills? Well, you don't learn skills per level. You don't mm-hmm. learn skills by leveling up. You have to buy them in this menu with money. You have to spend your currency to buy weapons, armor, healing items, and now you've also got to use that as character progression. You literally have to stop and grind if you want to be able to afford things. Mm. Because nothing is sensibly priced in this game. Also, all the unique gear is gone, and now it's all just like, hey, here's the same item, but with different skills on it and different stats. We just gave you one that gave your character 700 points because that's we gave you 700 new more hit points on this character because you because that's what the randomizer rolled and now you have a weapon that's going to carry you through the next three chapters of the game <laughs> just because we gave you just because the the randomizer rolled this one specific ability on the item you found like good job <laughs> it's so you know that part in the seer in the game where the four you have the four goddess split uh-huh, and, ha- stop and, there. and you know how Neptune gets all of the stuff, but all the uh, but the three other goddesses oh. start with nothing? Yeah. So even though they are bumped up, they are all get bumped up to level 35 at this point, regardless of what level you were after you beat Heart Dimension, mm-hmm. or, or Zero Dimension, um, they still don't start with skills. <laughs> they start with no skills, no, no money, no items, and you have to build from that it, during their chapter. 
Ugh. That's where I quit. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Nope. Yeah, not, like, I will not be finishing this game. It's like every terrible decision that you could make to take that original game and take the biggest steaming shit on it that you could. <laughs> Somebody had literally every single bad idea. Some, there's, there are no more bad ideas left because whoever made this game took them all and put them in this game. Mm. All the bad ideas just <laughs> rolled up into this, and people and, and like looking at the Steam forums is just maddening because everybody's like, "No, this is the definitive version." Oof. Like, are you fucking? <laughs> no, no, you're legitimately stupid if you think that. You don't. Ha you do not have a brain in your head if but you think. They saw those big naps in VR and said, "This is V2R, one for me." <laughs> if you think V2R is better than V2, you are literally stupid, and there is no help for you. I thought it was seven. No, it's a victory two. It is the seventh <laughs> game, though. It is the seventh game, though. That's that's why it's funny. That's is, the joke. Is that it is the seventh game, but it's also it's killing me. But it's a sequel to Victory as well, so it's yeah. Victory two and also the seventh so game. Cute. I saw someone call the Final Fantasy remake coming out next year V I I R, and I was just like, oh no. Oh. That acronym is taken. Sorry. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's, let's do something else. <laughs> I think Final Fantasy owns it now. Yeah, because we can forget about this version anyway. Yeah, forget about this game. Like, if you're gonna play Meganep, which by all, you know, by all, by all means, please do because it's a great game. Play the original. Yeah. it's way better. Uh, this is just like this is just a other than the graphics and like having the dumb VR stuff. This is a downgrade in every conceivable way. Like I, there is just Boy. no way. There is just no way I could fucking rub my face against this stupid game for the for the the twenty more hours it would take me to yeah. finish it just to see if it gets better. Because there's I just, don't think it would. There's no way it does. There's just no way it does. Because especially when that the golden third chapter already is kind of rough. Yeah, like that. Yeah, like, the golden third chapter having to is grind a, the shit out of yeah. two characters. Having to oh, grind boy. with characters that like yeah, like in in a chapter that is the weak part of the game like mm. yeah, yeah. Like, colin asking did someone with a grudge against polly infiltrate an idea factory with the goal of making her hate neptunia <laughs> that you would think so with this with just <laughs> look they may be called idea factory yeah, but they've had doesn't necessarily doesn't mean, mean all ideas. the ideas are good <laughs> we just make ideas we make a lot of them we make a lot of ideas they're all coming out we can't stop them they put them on this game we got good ideas, we got bad ideas. Probably more bad ideas these days. Have y'all heard... I, I only heard this from a couple places, I couldn't really cite it. Do Japanese players call Idea Factory Idea Fuck? Because it's kind of known <laughs> as a, sort of a janky dead. I don't know, but like that would not surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah. Oops Factory. Oops Factory. I'm on board with Oops Factory. Yeah, like we oops that one. We 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 oops and fucked up Mega Dimension Neptunia somehow. Look, the quality is a little iffy. Huh. <laughs> I see what you did there, because they're called Idea Factory, and the initials are I F, right? And yeah. it's if, but then and there's actually a character. The character, her name is I F, but they call her Iffy. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. so if you say it's Iffy, <laughs> it's like two things at once. I just wonder if they're ever going to do like a proper Neptunia 5 and 
after this, what that is even going to look like. Yeah, like, if they, I don't... If even... they can't even recognize a good thing when they have it. Yeah, yeah. Like, all we know yeah. is that, like, there's some, probably some weirdo action game they're working on now. That oh, they, they, they revealed, like, a logo for it earlier this yeah, year. I think it was, like, Ninja Neptune or something. Yeah, Ninja Ninja Action Neptunia or something. Right. Like, oh boy. Neptunia Guidance Sigma. It's probably fucking Tamsoft working on it again. You're just going to get, like, some kind of boring upgrade of Cyber Dimension. Uh, Man, y'all just think maybe this series is bad. No. Yeah, yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of did when I played the first one. (laughs) Oh, no, here we go, here we go. Hot takes coming through. Sorry, that was just very funny. There's the main four games, which are the three... The remix of the original three, and then the original version of the fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> and those are good, is... except for Rebirth 2. So. And Rebirth, Rebirth 2 is not awful, it's just... It's the, the weakest. The story goes kind of weird. It's the weakest. Yeah. Mm. And it's got that really weird fucking, like, character that it's just gross. He's like, I'm gonna lick the children. Like, oh, oh. boy, this is real fucking <laughs> weird. Please, Japan, stop. The character that made me drop the anime originally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really like the fighting in Rebirth One. I thought it was very fun. I think at that, least I you think found that, something. I think yeah. th- I think that their combat systems are usually nice, crunchy, and kind of easy to get into, and, and, and you know, generally pretty snappy. And then this game's like, no, well, we want it to be real fucking slow. Yeah, we want it to be a this, slog. This it's and, like and the old ones make you be like, no, thank you. Not when the not when the very good snappy. Like, legitimately challenging at times fighting was, like, the main thing I got out of that first game. Yeah. yeah. Keep it in mind, though, that, go ahead. That's, that's a remake of the first game, but it, all, it uses the combat from the original version of 3. Mm-hmm. Like, the original Neptunia, the combat is... Oh! oh. It is slow... Is janky like everything, and it's one hundred percent RNG because you don't get to determine when items are used. You have to set a percentage. What? Yeah, Yeah, like you get item skills, which is kind of like this game in a way, but it's different. In the first, the very first game, you get item skills, and you have a certain number of points that you can distribute to using an item in a certain situation. So, like, if a character is less than forty percent HP, then she'll use an item. Maybe, maybe, yeah. and you can never, <laughs> and you can't make one of the, and you can't make them a hundred percent of the time. It can only go as high as eighty <laughs> percent. So, if, like, can you do like if character is down, use use revive item eighty percent of the time? Eighty percent of the time. Great. It's like smushing together the gambits with unlimited saga. Yeah, it's like like it's that incredible. first game systems are some weird saga shit. Because like there's also this you because there's also this system of how the planets are constantly orbiting as you mo- as you progress in time and if you need to go do something on La Station and it's not in Planet Tune's orbit you can't go to it so you have to fucking wait until La Station hits orbit. Wow! <laughs> like it is bonkers, fucking weird. I've never dropped a game so fast. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no! I know. See, that's why I gave it to you, Rhett. Cause I like you got, the, the, you got the, the Paper Mario one, just like, but the Neptune one. I was like, nope. Oh, that's funny. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, um, don't play Victory 2R. It's real uh, poopy. The worst part is if it ever goes on cheap enough sale mm-hmm. on PlayStation, you're gonna I, buy I, it. I want to see what those. I want to see what the first couple VR things look like. I think I think Big Nup is the first one you get. That's Ooh. that's good because it's it's really a risk, not a risk reward, but like, how much time do I want to spend playing the bad version of the game versus getting the VR scenes if they're good enough? Like, does the cons outweigh the pros? You can when... you can pause the scenes and look around. So you oh, know, see, she, if she the... does something and you need to, you need to get her to stop for a second, you can pause the scene. Oh, the, and... Okay, okay, they know exactly what the fuck they're doing then. Oh yeah, because like one of the last things you unlock in Dead or Alive is just freeze frame. Oh, they know exactly what they the know what they're, they're doing. doing. They know what they're doing. They know what you're looking at. When you play PlayStation VR, does it show up on the TV? You can turn the TV off. Okay, but if so, if somebody walks up while you're there and turns the TV on, <laughs> is it immediately visible? Yeah. Okay. Is that ever a fear? No. Okay, I know. I'm just kidding. That's just very funny. Really is. I mean, in theory, you could actually just hook the PlayStation up to the VR and not have a TV in the system at all. Yeah, yeah, it would mm-hmm. still work. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the VR will double as a heads as a TV mm-hmm. when you it's. It's really surreal putting that thing on because, like, you see the TV screen in the VR, like, and it's positioned pretty close to where mine is, and you just realize, like, that's not actually my TV I'm looking at. That's the VR version of the TV. (laughs) That's funny. I love those weird disassociations with with VR. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's very interesting. I've mentioned this before, but in Super Hot VR, you put on a VR helmet by actually like raising your hands up and lowering them over your head. Yeah. That's fucking strange feeling. That would be weird. Cuz yeah. you're already so you're, you're already wearing the helmet, bigger, yeah. You're putting on a bigger one. <laughs> Life is good. Video games, huh? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, RPGs suck. Oh. That's my that's my fucking takeaway. That's Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. I that, mean you're, you're coming from that's my takeaway right that's my takeaway okay maybe maybe, look maybe there's hope for rpgs maybe i don't know maybe so i think um rhett's next rhett's eating nachos yeah no i'm done okay if your ear chasm lasts longer than four hours please contact your doctor (laughs) (laughs) hey rhett hey you got got something else you want to talk about hopefully that's better than mega dimension crap tunia (laughs) Craptunia. Hey, that's pretty good. It is, isn't More it? More like hyperdimension Craptunia. Boom! <laughs> Copyright John. TM, TM, TM. <laughs> I figured I was already like deep enough in the in the shit. What's the word? The word that means I'm in your crap book. I'm in your shit <laughs> You're in my shit I'm list. I'm on your shit list. Yeah. I was already enough on your shit list that I, I couldn't couldn't go any worse, do any worse. <laughs> I don't know. That one was I like, find, like best you've been that I, like, fucking did. hanging onto that for like five years. <laughs> yeah, like, like oh, that. By the way, you had the restraint to hold that back after all the shit that I've dumped on you, <laughs> and it just tosses it out into the ether one day, just completely out of nowhere, and just decimates like, worlds. I just like a... didn't give a shit about anybody in Neptunia Rebirth One. <laughs> I didn't feel anything at the, the, the big true ending either. It's oh, like, don't nothing. you feel bad for him? He can't like good things. 
Ugh. He's just busy... Busy continuing to play Fate Grand Order. Yeah. Hoping <laughs> eventually it will it will barely touch the original VN. I don't know, man. I think I think I think I opened a door to different thinking about that earlier, though. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> about how it's just mass-produced garbage and it's never going to live oh. up to what the original made you feel because it has to appeal to a larger audience now. <laughs> The next two chapters are by Nasu. They're by the original oh. creator. I'm oh, pretty gosh. sure they're going to totally be, be real good, I bet. And they're the ones that are getting adapted. They, they like, had five chapters, and then they just were like, well, no, fuck they're, all that. They're, we're adap- adapt these two. they're adapting them because Nasu wrote them. They're not adapting them based on quality. It's it's, uh, it's definitely quality. I assure you. Mm-hmm. But Nasu wrote them. I really fucking bet. Mm-hmm. Anyways... <laughs> So how, you're five arcs into Grand Order now? Yes. You said and something I... like, that was the best one yet. Still not good, but... <laughs> it's about 30 or 40 hours of game, I think. Oh my god. Just oh, stretched out over a full year. Quote it's also it's also just a, a sunk cost thing, because if I've played four of the bad ones... Like, Might as well. And then the, but then the fifth one was like twice as long, and I was just like, oh, okay. But it okay. was... It was better. Still uh, not good. Not good. It was functional. Just desperately grasping at these straws. There are definitely words here in text boxes that appear on the screen every time I press the next the button. The text boxes don't feel good in Fake Grand Order. The text uh, boxes feel bad. You can't, like... It... it, it, it if there are more I, than two lines of text on the page, then... It just scrolls onto the text on the screen and then automatically scrolls the next line on. There's no, dust, there's no button prompt, and if you mash, then it just immediately skips the first line. Uh, That's and bad. I, after after like 15 hours, I did find there was a way to speed up the text speed so that the crawl was almost functional, but it's <laughs> too slow. Oh, the text boxes <laughs> feel bad. You gotta make the text boxes. Two billion gotta... dollars. $2 million, $2 million, and this is the fucking text boxes we get? Uh, <laughs> how we solved this? This is not a, this is a solved problem for 30 years. <laughs> we've known how to do text boxes. And gotcha games can't even do that. I hate, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> there was something gonna I was going to say, and then the text boxes made me forget. Oh, well. Sorry. The next one's going to be good, though. Also, the I'm night. sure. I'm sure it will be. <laughs> uh-huh. It's an awesome one. It's Camelot. It's going to be all King Arthur stuff, and then the one after that is Babylonia. Wait. It's going to have wait. Why are the they? Best. Why are they doing the anime for Babylonia first? Then I don't know. <laughs> wait, they're doing Camelot as movies and doing Babylonia as a series. Oh, so I don't know. So they're I not even know. going in order. No, nope. they're not. It's not, it doesn't matter. There's they're... very little overarching plot. It's like doled out in like, they, they have like an eyedropper. They have like, do you, are y'all familiar with homeopathy? Where the, it's bullshit where they have like a big pitcher of water and they drop one thing of medicine in it and then they shake it up and then they take one drop of that and put it in water. Yeah. And they shake that up. Yeah. And then fake grand orders like that, but with plot. <laughs> fake grand orders like that, but with good it's fine. they're they're taking the original visual novel taking a drop of it uh. shaking it up into a picture <laughs> another drop 
Rhett, we were you were going to say something. We weren't going to talk about fake granddaughter and how it's myriad disappointments. No, I, I like making rubbing your nose in it a lot. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay, fair. This I, is I actually... like, like Rhett is still salty about that Neptunia take, and he's taken every That's chance he can started. get, yeah. and he's taken every chance he can get to rub your face in it. Well, are we gonna are we gonna dig into it, Rhett, no. about how our no. friendship? No, was... no, <laughs> honest to God. <laughs> Uh, how our friendship was almost irreparably harmed this week. I said no. We're not doing that. We're not. <laughs> I, I, I remembered what I was going to say. Is that that Neptunia? Just like the throwing out. By the way, I never liked Neptunia. <laughs> was like that was like a breakup line. Yeah, that's like the line you say when you are getting ready to slam the door shut. I never liked your titty game anyway. It's really what it felt like. <laughs> Just like, yeah, by the way, I got nothing out yeah, of Neptunia. Yeah, like, not liking Simpo Gear was the, that was the breakup. And then, oh, by the way, Neptunia sucks is the door slamming shut. Yeah. I was asking you earlier, which would you prefer? Like, if you had to choose between Neptunia or Simpo Gear, and I'm just sitting there the whole time. That was before I revealed. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so, so you, did you. <laughs> Finished all of Simple Gear before the last podcast. What? Say that again. Sorry. Finished all of Simple Gear before the last podcast. Yeah, I talked about season five last time. Yeah, oh, that's what I thought. Okay, so we weren't going to talk about Simple Gear this time. No, no. I was kinda... it's over. Okay, it's over. It's over. All right. What, you, what did you? What else have you been up to, Red? <laughs> so this is a really weird one. <laughs> okay. I've been playing some fitness video games. Oh, hey. Oh. I think I know. I think I've thought I watched somebody stream some fitness video game yesterday. Oh, uh, I saw I saw a bit of that and was like, "Wow, he is going way harder than I do." <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, I said f- fitness video games. You got more than plural. one. More than I one. Got more than one. I meant I briefly kind of hinted at one of them a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a game on PlayStation VR. Oh, Box... it's yeah. called Box VR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a boxing game, yep. and it is, is explicitly designed as a fitness thing, mm-hmm. where, you know, it, it gets you moving your arms really a lot, basically, where you're doing either, you know, quick straight jabs, kind of uppercuts, or, like, to the sides, mm-hmm. and then a couple moves where it can tell if you're squatting or not, so mm-hmm. it'll have you squatting, and, you know, leaning left and right, and it's pretty basic, because that's about all you do, <laughs> but I will say this game... It gets me really sweaty for some damn reason. Because like it's, it's really fast and like it's a good cardio workout because it's like gets me sweaty almost immediately. The problem is I don't like the music in it like at all. Oh Aww. yeah, that can that can be a real bummer. And then like, obviously because it's very similar in structure to something like uh, Beat Saber, mm. but you know Beat Saber isn't specifically like this is specifically designed as an exercise game like. And how it's paced and how, like, long the levels are. And, like, it has, like, playlists of, like, okay, if you want to go for, like, 15 minutes, we've got a playlist for that. But then I just don't really enjoy playing it at all, unfortunately. Mm. Ah. So that's about it for that. I'll probably get back to it because I think it is a good complement to the other game, which is, as people have figured out, Ring Fit Adventure. Mm-hmm. I think that's the actual name yeah, of it. Yeah, it's Ring Fit Adventure. What it's is Ring Switch, Fit? Right? What the hell is Ring Fit Adventure, Rhett? That is Nintendo taking their third stab at a fitness game. It sounds like and they got it this time. 
I think they've always got it. I just never played the first two. I, so there's we fit. We fit. Yeah, I played. We, I actually played a bunch of that. Our family got into that. So, my mom has that. Mm-hmm. It's in the basement right now. There's a balance board. I've never touched it though. <laughs> That's where all balance boards are now. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I, I've got Punch Out. I could technically play that dumb mode where you lean instead of using the D-pad to move. <laughs> I and, played that. It's not responsive. Uh, it doesn't It doesn't I, feel good at all. I, I had a feeling it wouldn't. Also, with as hard as that game gets on the second loop, yeah. like would probably also be impossible. Yeah. But it'd be funny to play the, you know, the first couple bosses with yeah. that. Like it's but neat I, that it, the way that it's reacting, like for the first thirty or forty seconds, and then you get to like the second round, and it's like, oh, this doesn't feel real good. <laughs> yeah, it clearly that kind of motion tracking. Yeah, it's not even motion tracking; it's weight tracking. Yeah, like that's not going to be what you need. No, but it's a neat thing that they added into a game that didn't need to have. Yeah, it. yeah. But yeah, so I'm aware of Wii Fit. I've never, I know nothing about the Wii U one. Mm. But so like, this is kind of a spiritual successor to those, but obviously very different because you're using the big Pilates ring now. Mm-hmm. But what I think is interesting is how like Nintendo has been doing these fitness games for a while. And like, I think that really shows through in this game of just how like refined some elements of it are. Mm-hmm. So it's a game. So you've got the two uh, Joy-Con, you know, the little remotes that come with the Switch. You strap one of them to your leg. Oh. And you, and you put the other one in the wheel itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, that combo is like incredibly good for tracking you. That's interesting. Yeah, it looked really responsive to me. Yeah, it is shocking how like accurate and responsive it is. It is like on the title screen, it shows a. a like a 3d model of the wheel and you can rotate your physical wheel around and it is like one-to-one perfect i'm like wow shocked how good it is it's like wow no wonder these joy-con are expensive because they have like this fucking perfect gyro sensor in there apparently because mm-hmm. because all it asks you to do is lay it up flat on the ground once mm-hmm. like the first time i played it it says hey lay lay the ring down on the ground flat and it doesn't even do that anymore it just knows from now on that's awesome. this is where it's and, like, it doesn't even seem to ask anything with the the one you strapped to your leg. It's just like, okay, I know where the ground is. I'll figure it out. That's interesting. And, like, the only thing I don't like about that one is, like, people are saying there should be more Velcro on it because it does kind of slip a bit and you have to pull it pretty tight. Mm. But also that's, you know, if you have more toned legs, maybe it's... <laughs> that could be. ...will stay on better. Yeah. Like, if you've... You know, legs tend to get narrower further down, so yeah. it naturally wants to slip, which is the problem. But yeah, the fact that so they've got two point, they've only got two points of tracking, and yet they're able to make you do all these exercises and like have a good enough idea that you're doing it right, basically. Yeah, yeah. I was watching the stream yesterday, and it yeah. looked like it was really picking up what dude was doing very yeah. accurately. Yeah, it really has like good tracking for the most part like i've heard a few people saying like oh there's like a planking one that it kind of sucks at but like in general it's really really accurate yeah that's awesome and like so there's this adventure mode and you know you you uh, sorry for like the main kind of levels you run in place but you can also do a silent mode which is kind of you squat in place so that you're not banging on your floor as much yeah so i'm doing that one because it's 
I don't want to be making a racket up here. Yeah, obviously. But then what the weirdest thing about this game is you get into battles with enemies and you have to attack them by doing different fitness poses. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, like for this one, you'll do a, like lift the ring over your head and press it in and like that'll do a red attack and red enemies are weaker to red attacks. Yeah. And like the way this game is getting you to do all this stuff and you're not really thinking too much about it. It's just like, oh, I'm just playing this video game. Oh, this game wants me to lay on the floor and do a knee to chest now? Sure, okay. <laughs> That's a normal way to control a video game. Yeah, totally normal. But like, again, with the, with the tracking, the weirdest one to me is like, I'm like, is this, is this actually good for you? Is like when you block an enemy attack, you like <laughs> hold the wheel against your abs and press in and it feels real strange it's like is this actually good for you <laughs> but it must be because they're making you do it a lot mm. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of those in we fit where it's just like is this is this actually exercise i'm confused or, or, yeah. or is somebody just having a, a laugh at me right now <laughs> mm -hmm. <clears throat> but i think what is interesting about this is that when you're doing these moves, it'll actually say, like, oh, you're working these muscles now. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that's interesting. And, like, so after the first day of doing it, I was fucking sore as hell. <laughs> I was, like, I had clearly moved muscles. I hadn't moved in <laughs> ages or something. Yeah. It was, so it's, like, that's why I think it's an interesting counterpart to Box VR, where that game just kind of got me sweating. Mm -hmm. This game just makes me sore, basically. <laughs> the whole nine yards there. Pretty much, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's typically how a workout goes. Like, the first few times, it's going to really suck after the first time. Yeah. And then after that, you just get used to it, and it doesn't really happen mm -hmm. as much anymore. It's just interesting, like, especially because I'm not doing the run-in-place thing, where it's just like I'm just doing kind of quick, small squats. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm working the muscles, but not really working up a sweat doing this. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm just fucking sore as hell afterwards. <laughs> So I will keep up on that, and like I'm not super firing it. Apparently, it's pretty long. I've heard there's like 20 worlds, and I'm like on the third one. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty long. They want you to have like a really long regimen, I think. And I yeah. think like the and this game is like like since everything's working as intended, I think that that's a really good idea. Yeah, it seems cool. Hopefully, <laughs> I will show some progress by the end of the year. Maybe that kicks ass. Yeah. Yeah. The other they even have, like, when you start, there's, a, like, a specific warm-up stretching routine, and then there's a specific cool-down stretching routine. Like, they mm. really... It feels like a fitness thing, but it's also, like, a good video game. It's interesting. Yeah, it, it definitely looked like one of the more, like, convincing things that, like, could basically only be done on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's a real damn good argument, I think, uh, for that kind of uh, use of Joy-Cons. Yeah, it's also amazing that this is coming out like right after the Switch Lite. Yeah, which, which you so people have technically played this on the Switch Lite, mm -hmm. but you would need another set of Joy Cons because the Switch Lite's ones aren't detachable. Yeah, yeah, and then you're playing it on this tiny screen. Not really ideal. Yeah, I saw a good picture from like somebody said, "Oh my God, the boomers have invaded the." ring fit page on amazon <laughs> it's just people going will this work on my nintendo playstation is this for the wii it's just like oh geez all those people who have not picked up a video game in 10 years yeah interested in this pulling their that, wii's out sign. of the closet 
Oh my god. Yeah. Is this on Xbox? <laughs> Nobody said that. That's a good sign that it that they yeah. are tapping into a new a market again. Like, yeah. oh, we made a lot of money with We Fit. Oh shit. But also, this has like kind of an enormous startup cost where basically you want the proper system. Yeah. So it's three hundred for a Switch and then eighty dollars for this. Like, it's a bit steep. It's, you know? Yeah. It's, it's you're not a... gonna. I wouldn't necessarily say get a Switch just for this. No, no. <laughs> but I think that, like, if you are in the market for a Switch and you're getting it, you know, yeah. like, it's definitely one of the games I think you should probably look at. Because mm-hmm. I, I, it's something that is truly very unique to that console. And, like, you want yeah. something that can push the unique features mm-hmm. of your new console, then there's your game right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's no one-two Switch. <laughs> it's yeah. worth being like, hey, <laughs> check out what the Joy-Cons can do. Like, this one is... I am shocked how good the tracking is. Mm. Like, it's so weird. Like, I've played VR stuff. I'm shocked how good the tracking is. Yeah. Because like you know that they're not doing it with the camera. I'm just like, how How are you guys doing this? How, how is this approximated? Gyro? Yeah. Like, obviously, it's just the motion in the gyro in the c- controller. But it's like, wow, you can do that perfectly. But you can't uh, st- stop those joysticks from drifting, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I haven't had that issue yet, but Wrecked. I'm also yet. a little worried because, like, slamming the left one in, into that leg strap is like, are you, you going to be okay in there? Because yeah. <laughs> it's like pressing down the buttons, I think, while it's in there. I don't think the analog is getting hit because there's a little, like, you know, slot it goes into. Yeah. Mm. Just from 4 asks, is it the camera? And I don't think so, because, like, what would it be looking at? Like... There's nothing on the TV like uh, the sensor bar for the, the Wii. Mm. Plus, it would they're facing sideways on the. I don't think it uses the camera at all. Yeah. Because I know the VR stuff they did like, not the VR the Labo stuff would use the camera. Yeah. But I don't think this does at all. Or maybe so they use it as in some weird way to approximate things that we don't know about. It could. But I'm not. I'm not gonna put my money on that. Though. If anything, Nintendo is genius at using their own hardware. So yeah. Yeah, that's always the case. Oh yeah, Sarah Raisin mentions after every stage, it asks you to monitor your heart rate. Th- that's how it's using the camera, apparently, because you like put your finger in front of the camera on the. Oh right yeah, button, yeah, yeah. And it goes, oh, you've got 112 BPM or whatever, and I'm just like, what? how are you doing that with? The Joy-Con, like, Jesus. Yeah, that's really that's cool. That's the wildest shit. Yeah. And then, that's nuts. And then because, like, they've been doing, like, good fitness stuff for a while, they, like, they're like, oh, do you want to lower the difficulty? Do you want to raise it? Oh, it's like, oh, this is a good heart rate for, you know, in training endurance. Yeah. Like, it's got its chops when coming as a fitness game. Where yeah, like, about... I'm sure that they had fitness experts on, yeah. you know, helping develop that kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas, I think that's the point of comparison against box VR, where it's just like, I don't know, here's a 20-minute level. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have that level of... Granularity. And... Yeah. Yeah. Like, this game pops up tips on it, like, when you eat, try to eat the vegetables first. Like, what? <laughs> Like it's just it's just kind of throwing out fitness tips all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and during load screens and stuff. The other thing is that the character that talks to you like is the ring, and he's very energetic and he's very into you getting fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you got like if you're gonna get fit, you gotta have somebody good in your in your in your uh, uh, in your corner, yeah. right? 
because I think that's actually something people said is like good about this game is that it's just it is constant positive reinforcement where he is just like yeah great you're doing it you got it whereas I I've heard the we fit games can be a little bit sarcastic at times oh no way uh, to go fatty good job yeah. like oh like if you're off balance in that first game and like it'll say something like oh are you, you know like how old are you? How did oh, I've estimated your age is forty five? I guess, I guess your left leg weighs more than your right. Oh, weird. <laughs> yeah. So this game is very, and it's also a game about making numbers get bigger. There you go. That's how you. Well, I mean, that's also very good for a, yeah. something like this. Is like, you know, getting getting your steps per day up and shit like that. People mm-hmm. love that shit. Well, there's also the like a whole meta layer of like JRPG stuff where you're actually leveling up. Yeah, like a, yeah. getting equipment. Yeah, it's and like an actual. At first, I was just like, it's a it's a decently silly, fun looking little RPG. Yeah, but at first I was like, what is the point of all that? And then I realized, like, oh, it's just a psychological thing, like making numbers go get bigger. Like yeah, that's yeah. what you want to do. Yeah, <laughs> like it it totally makes sense like that. Like that's really smart. Yeah. I've done a little more exercise this year than I have the last few, and it really makes a difference. It really just makes things a little bit, a lot of things kind of easier and cool. Yeah, I remember when you started, you were a whiny babby because it hurt. (laughs) Yeah. I remember. I think I literally started doing push-ups because Shiro does push-ups in the yeah. Jeez, and then you started (laughs) using the bow. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) I, saw a tweet I, I, met, I went to sign up for the intermediate class, but they're already in the fall where they are going to the indoor gym that's way far away from me, as opposed to the outdoor one that's a 10-minute walk. Right. So I'm going to wait until next summer and then do the intermediate class. <clears throat> yeah, after five's got a good point. I want to see somebody run, run, run ring fit oh. at RPG Limit Break. <laughs> that would be really I good. I don't think you could get through this game that quickly, like unless there's like a skip or something weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because like, I think if you're really good at it, it's just going to crank the difficulty up on you. Yeah, probably. But that would be really good, though, just to like see somebody try. I think Nintendo would hate that, because they'd be like, you're going to faint! You're going to kill have... yourself, and it'll be yeah. our fault! <laughs> they don't want somebody dying playing this game. Like, for... I don't know if it's, if it's at 20 levels, like, say it takes you, like, 20 hours to beat, like... That ain't gonna happen. No, you're gonna be fucking dead. Anyway, find, that... find the cutscene skip. <laughs> There's a weird through. amount of story. Like there is a whole game here. It's so yeah, weird. Yeah, it's really neat. So that's that's, cool. uh, that's like, if, if I had a, if I if I had a switch, like this would be like I'm checking that out. Yeah. <clears throat> if only you had a switch. Never gonna happen. Why? I've, I've given up. No more consoles ever. I'm never wow. buy, I'm never buying another good. console. Good thing you're not playing like a big RPG on a PS4 right now cuz no <laughs> more consoles. Well, I'm considering like like well, see like Trails of Cold Steel 4 comes out on PS4. I'm fine. But I'm considering okay. I'm considering not bothering with Final Fantasy 7 remake though because it's just like well, if the other ones are only going to be on PS5 and I'm not getting consoles anymore, why fucking bother? Mm-hmm. They'll they'll put it on PC eventually. Yeah. It's Square. They have everything on there. Yeah. But they they'll just do it like cage. six months later, so you buy it twice, or so <laughs> other people buy it twice. You get the the 
the remastered remastered edition. <laughs> That's what they did with the 15 PC version, and then they didn't actually finish that one. Yeah. They're like, oh my god, oh, now I'm mad again. Oh <laughs> no, like, oh, man, oh no. You can't wait till we give you guys these mod tools, and then they didn't. Yeah. Oh boy. Final Fantasy 15 was a whole saga, huh? That game. The Lightning Saga. Oh boy. You know what I mean. I think the yeah. Lightning Saga ended up better. Yep, it definitely seemed to be. <laughs> I still, I'm still interested in more of that. I was not, did not come off of FFD 15 just like, oh, I desperately want more of this world. John, you didn't even finish Lightning Returns. I know. I, I you were like, this is so cool. Stop. <laughs> like, at least you finished 15. I think that does count for something. That, that speaks for something. You're right. It was two think, years ago. Look, I'm just saying Lightning Returns is a little janky, okay? It's not perfect. It's not a quote-unquote ideal experience all the time. Wait, uh, wait, are you making fun of me or are you saying that earnestly? I'm saying that earnestly. Okay, that's fair. Okay. <laughs> I thought the timer was just very, very lenient when I played oh, it. Oh, yeah, it's very like, lenient. It, like, it's, it's like not... I was like two days into the 13-1 and I'd done two of the four challenges. Just yeah. like, oh, wait a minute. It's very doable. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying it's too, it was too lenient. It wasn't stressful at all. I was just like, okay, yeah. This is an RPG. Yeah. So, Polly. Yo! Speaking of RPGs, what have you been playing? We're already back to me, huh? I think I think Red skipped me. Yeah. That's fine. That's Did fine. I? That's fine. Wait. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll skip it. We'll fine. skip John. It's probably not important anyway. It's probably I, don't, I honestly don't even remember the original order. It's probably because we just talked about dumb fate shit, and we just tie that to John. Well, he already had his turn. Okay. <laughs> I was just, I was look, I wanted to bring up Simple Gear G. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Yeah, let's get that no, on the table. I'm no. ready. We'll get that on the table. We can we can put that on. We can bring that out for Polly, discussion. Look, what, look, Polly, what are you even playing? <laughs> look, Brett, Brett, po- Polly and I had beef that we had to face down on this podcast. Exactly. I feel like, I feel like this beef. We need to we need to address this because I feel like because this this was a, a legitimate rift for a little bit. Like I remember we were DM- DMing every day for like several days, and then after there's like a moment after the like I'm a tweet up your just, right now where he went <laughs> dead silent on me for like a day and a half. I was just like, oh man, oh man, <laughs> this is this is kind of a little serious. <laughs> I think John's honestly afraid he's losing a friend here. I was like, there's a there's like a legitimate line where I was actually starting to get a little bit stressed. <laughs> so I I finished Simple Gear G the second season. I didn't like it, and I kind of in retrospect was like I didn't really like the first season either. Oh, traitor! That's, that's traitor! What really, that's what really hurt Red, I think, because he like. Like he was okay with me not liking the first se- the second season, yeah. but like he was clinging to. I had said that I liked the first season. I had said that. I said that on the podcast. I said that on the forum. And I, then I was like... I'm looking going... at the DMs where you said it. Uh-huh. And then I was like going back on that. Just like... He actually looked at my, my anime list thing and said, Was that... Was Simple Gear 1 always a 5? I was like, No, I changed it. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Polly, am I crazy here? <laughs> he didn't like season 2, then goes back and lowers his score for season 1. <laughs> And that really teased you off. And there was like a series of things where I was just like, I was like completely measured, like saying, oh, 
I didn't really like it, but I really liked these things about it. I liked XYZ. I liked this relationship. I liked this part of the aesthetic. And then you were like, well, that sounds like you liked it then. And then I was just like, I was completely bored the entire time I watched it. I was desperate for it to end. I never got sucked up in the action or the emotion of the scene. Just watching that time remaining on every episode. That was the most literally like that. It was so sad. Uh, and that, and then that, then things kind of, then things kind of progress from there. And I think a lot of folks here will really would really dig it. I think Fred's would really dig. Yeah, I'm basically pinning all my hopes on him now. <laughs> You were not the chosen one. <laughs> I was not the chosen one. Uh, I think Astolfo started. That seems like a good fit to me. Um, I think a lot of folks here would really like Simple Gear. If you like, um, if you like idol shows, it definitely should be your jam. I think if you like Sailor Moon, it could it should be your jam. Um, I saw that thing you posted where it was like Simple Gear was at the center of magical girl shows, and it had Sailor Moon. And then mega shows and had Gundam, and then it had idol shows and Love Live, and then the perfect center was um, Simple Gear, yeah. and then halfway between mega shows and magical girl shows was Nanoha, and I was just perfect. like, okay, so Nanoha's the good show, and then when you introduce the idol poison into it, <laughs> it gets dragged down towards the evil hell corner. <laughs> The repulsive love life. The, the repulsive love life. It is re- I'm glad I'm not the only one that finds it repulsive. <laughs> Why are they fucking singing? Why do they look like weird dolls? I hate it. <laughs> I same, hate it. They have the same face shape. You just Ugh. paste on a different hairstyle. Like monsters. <laughs> it's like a horror show. What have I done to deserve this? <laughs> Look, I have to put up Rat. Come on, we can have this every now and then, right? I do. I, I deal with it a lot. I think. I think it's fair that we dump on so much of John's shit <laughs> that you can take one for the team every now and again, right? Can I read some DMs that John sent on September fourth sure, when he finished the first season? Oh God. Okay, continue. <laughs> Bring oh my god. Okay, these are all sent September 4th when you finish the first season. Oh my god, it's going so hard and there are still two episodes left. It's so good. Alright, rehydrated from crying. Let's finish this. What the fuck? Aww. What's going on also, here? Wait a minute. <laughs> also, okay. the music suddenly got really good for these last few episodes. Suddenly the gimmick works. LOL, Symphogear rules. Uh, skipping down a bit. Okay, so you finished the season now. This is the this is the one that killed me. It's really wild that the show is as low as it is on Mal. What B got in their bonnet about it? And that to the point, the show has a seven on my anime list. I have a give it a five. And then uh, two months later, John Lois just scored a five. <laughs> like what the fuck? Look, Red, I was... Look, You clearly liked it, though! It wasn't, it wasn't the show. It was that your journey was so beautiful. <laughs> it was so, like, lovely, and I just was enjoying it so much from the outside that I wanted to be a part of it. And I just couldn't. Just, I tried. You... I tried to be a part of your world. Because you... 
it's so beautiful from the outside, and I'm going to continue enjoying it from the outside. I I love. I I have never I have never resented a frame of your like of you like tweeting about Simfigure and engaging with Simfigure because that's lovely to me. Yeah, <laughs> people being to... excited about things is awesome. Yeah, I loved it. It was just actually trying to engage with the show, the story that made me that just. It seemed 100% fine with season one, though. Yeah, that, that seemed like pretty goddamn high praise for yeah. season one. The thing, all right. The I thing mean, do I want to read? You've got forum posts here as well. Oh, what's this? I cherish Hibiki. You started the fucking Symphogear thread. <laughs> January 1st. I brought not January. Because <laughs> I hadn't watched it yet. I was watching it. Oh, everyone loves Symphogear. <laughs> Let's make this mega thread. No, you were... I hadn't okay. started the first season. I started it as a joke because I knew it would be like a thread for just Rhett. I thought it would be funny. But then you posted while watching season one. Yeah. Here you wrote, four episodes left. This show kind of snuck up on me. I care so much about Miku, Hibiki, Subasa, and Chris. Their problems and the way they wrestle with them feel decently honest to me. There's a sort of not quite thereness to the whole thing, but I definitely care, and that counts a lot. And then a day later, I finished the season and cried a lot. Like I said above, I care about the core cast, and they go really hard for the last few episodes. I want to watch more. Look, the thing is that <laughs> the first season, <laughs> the first season was bad in a way that was would be very charming. I, I if actually it was agree with the that. Start of something new, of something like that I really liked. Like mm-hmm. if it was the beginning, and then they kind of rough ironed out those edges that not the edges they ironed out the like kinks and weird and bad pay having no foreshadowing I, having I no rules to, having no foreshadowing having no rules to the magic having no plotting having no anything <laughs> having no threads uh-huh. just being kind of stream of consciousness like fanfic yeah. posted chapter by chapter with <laughs> no really editing that. season one that. and if they just if it was just that, and then they kind of got better, then that would be ridiculously charming. But then I watched season two, and I was like, oh, this is just kind of how it's going to be, huh? No, see, even, I think season... even though season two is more is more together, it has more threads. Like, I figure that's what you're going to say. Or you no, say? I, think, I think season two is them ironing out the rough edges mm-hmm. until you can see, oh, this just isn't a show I'm into. Like, yeah. I don't like the part where they sing, and I don't like the part where they fight. Oops, that's the entire show. And it still like wasn't doing the writing stuff I really wanted. Like the Hibiki Biku relationship, like wasn't they weren't doing anything with it. Like the best episode in the show was the one where they make them fight, mm-hmm. and then but the way they may do that is with like a mind control plot device, and it's completely contrived and hacky. And it just was like, oh, this is what I wanted, but they're not doing anything with it. So even though this is like I'm really enjoying this. I'm just, like, angry because I want so much more. <laughs> it's like, nobody's dead yet. What is up with this? Everybody's <laughs> singing and nobody's dead. Because, um, you see, Rhett, the thing is, I also was in a Discord with three other people that didn't like the show. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I, was, I was about to bring this up. This is my final and I was, leg punch. And I was... And I was live blogging with them the whole time, and then I was, like, taking that live blog and then Deleting filtering it. it and cleaning it up so that I could have nice... Nice comments for you. No, see, and he doesn't say anything about the season until you finished it, and then you just went, "I didn't like it." And I was like, "What? 
What? Oh, oh. <laughs> like, well, I guess I'm like right, clearly fucking cleaned, blindsided. After I cleaned up the the mean parts, there wasn't anything left. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's here's something I wrote: in utter fugue state misery, boredom for forty <laughs> minutes watching <laughs> Simple, and then violent thing happens, and I wake right back up. I'm not a complicated person. They should make shows that are all violence without the boring parts. <laughs> And I wake back up, and a violent thing happens, and then they immediately undo it. The next, like, for the yeah, next, that, like, two minutes. I'll give, I'll give you that one. That was such <laughs> a bummer. And then they introduce a new violent, a new, like, sad threat, and then that's undone, like, two episodes <laughs> later. And there's no problem that is not immediately overcome. They just introduce conflicts John, and then resolve John. it, and then introduce conflict and then resolve it. It's a magical girl show. Overcoming conflict is what they do. Nanoha was so much better, though. I loved, I loved. Hey, Red, uh, did you ever see? Uh, did you ever see um, Puella Magi Madoka Magica? <laughs> That's a deconstruction of the magical see, that, girl song. I, I'm not, I wasn't even gonna be mean to bring up Madoka, which is very good. Nanoha, though, like Chris is just shitty fate. <laughs> I hate, I hate. Damn, that. she's just fate from Nanoha, but like with none of the work. They didn't earn it, so that's that was my simple gear. I had a kind of a I had kind of a bad time with season two. Y'all keep talking for I, I y'all keep talking that. y'all keep talking for another few minutes. Okay. Wait, no, no. We just have to pause because I was about to say something to Polly. Oh, okay. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you liked season one, goddammit. it. <laughs> <laughs> I did, and then but it was just kind of like I think I think we kind of hit it where it's just like once they fixed all the the really like amateurish stuff, I the thing that was left was like oh I don't actually like this yeah and that kind of it becomes it becomes Neptunia with singing <laughs> yes and it became Neptunia with singing that's like the whole time I was just kind of comparing it in my head with Neptunia where I was just like I don't. Not really feeling this. Not really feeling these characters or these conflicts or anything. <sighs> it's it's so sad because I loved having the Simpho Gear adjacent friend that I could DM during you know. season four and five. You can keep DMing me. Like I love it. I love all okay. the okay. Okay, because I was so you seem so mad about this series. No, I have no zero. I basically like you literally am... said my friends that also hate Simpho Gear. <laughs> When you said the hate word, I was just like, oh, this is fucking over. Oh. No, like, I immediately went into, like, looking up, into, like, the mobile game, like, DMing you, like, songs and and events from the mobile game that sounded, like, really cute. Uh, That that also ended up driving me crazy, where you're like, oh, but I like the one Miku song in season two. And I'm like, well, that's something. (laughs) Yeah, I love that Miku song. That was a good track. Because again, like that was my favorite episode of the show was the yeah. one where the, where they actually make Miku fight. And I said that, and then my other friends who watched the whole show told me uh, whether they, not whether or not she ever ever becomes a magical girl again, or for how long she does, uh-huh. and if she does, how long it is, and how late it is. And it was just like, okay, yeah. I'm done. You're not gonna like that answer. I know that because <laughs> I the, the, she's like the one character I really just connected with. I, ca- I think I called her. Oh, yeah. The other thing I was... Is Polly back yet? Yeah, I'm back. 
Okay. The other thing I was real grumpy about. You yeah. watched season two and your immediate reaction, your like the first thing you said was, What if Miku was a guy? Oh no, no, no. Okay, you can't take that out of context. That was, that was weird. That kind of weird. That was a out. little no, weird. No, 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 no. You cannot take that out of context. Okay. Please don't. That's that's nasty. There's there was it was just like I listened to a male vocal cover of the song that was really good and it was just like kind of thought experiment. I didn't think that would make it better. I'm okay. not I'm not anti very good cute gay relationship. It was the the fact it was just I get why that's weird though. I understand. It was just weird being that like kind of your first main takeaway that I saw was like, wait, you hated the show and you think one oh, of the gay no, girls no, should no, be no. a guy. No 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 no. Okay. That, that would be what that would be what what the kids call problematic. <laughs> no, that was, that was I, I wasn't doing a problematic. I promise. Okay. The, the okay. thing is that Miku is like this completely passive stay-at-home mom for the whole show. Huh. Basically, never yeah. does anything. So it made I I listened to the male vocal cover and then I thought that's really obnoxious with her being a girl. Like in a way, if if the boyfriend if there's a boyfriend character who is the really passive like damsel. That would there would almost be a subversive edge to that, right. but it wouldn't it wouldn't be more subversive than just having a very cute gay love story like they have now. Gotcha. So yeah. that was the thought experiment. Okay, okay, that's Sorry. that's that that is a much better light than was shown on that statement uh, I to know. me. That's why I was immediately just like, no way. <laughs> the final thing I was grumpy about. Uh, okay, <laughs> I swear. Well, I came ready for this one. Thank you. I told you we, we were ready. To- Sunlight is the best disinfectant. We, gotta address, we have to address this so that we can move forward with our friendship, Brad. <laughs> the other thing I was very grumpy about is how when you were talking to me, you loved season one, apparently. And then you went on your Discord with your grumpy mean friends. Because <laughs> you watched season one when I was on three. And mm. like during that time between then, season five finished, the finale of the show. And a bunch of your Discord friends start going, oh, Simpho Gear finished. I watched all five seasons and hated it. <laughs> These guys, I don't know who they are, and thank God. <laughs> they have bad takes on video games, and they have bad takes on anime. They watched Austin all five seasons of, the, seasons of the show while hating it, and they poisoned your mind. I bet, I, I bet, I bet, I bet one of them's Austin. Probably. <laughs> so... So you just you hung around with a bunch of people that didn't like it, and then all of a sudden you don't like it, and then suddenly you lower your score for season one two months later. I understand how that looks bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not a good look, Chief. It was. I promise it was honest. It was just like it was finding finding my people <laughs> after feeling like lost in the darkness. I'm like, was this good? I guess. And I then you listen to people that said it's not good. And then I found them. I found I found my cohorts, my my people. And we could actually just talk and then I could say things like being in utter fugue state misery boredom, <laughs> which is a great turn of phrase. And then calling Miku an astolfo like light in the darkness. <laughs> I like this more I liked it more than Tate Apocrypha. It's better than Tate Apocrypha. That's, that's like nothing. that's not a bar to be that's proud of. Nothing. That's, that's like, nothing. It's like yeah, you're one step better than living in a house made of shit. <laughs> I made a couple. I made a couple other jokes. I'm glad you're not holding over me. So you inexplicably said season two was better than one. Yeah, it was. Which it is, but you liked one more. Just admit it. 
yeah, I liked one more because I didn't know yet that I didn't like it. <laughs> Those tears meant nothing. They meant that you can make commercial Google commercials make me cry, Rhett. Tears don't mean anything. Wow. That's not that's not the purpose of stories is to wring tears out of me. They, I, Avengers did that. I <laughs> Oh, I can come out, I can cry, and I can come out of a thing and be like, oh, I did not care for that. I'm laughing so hard, y'all are going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> Polly, you should I watch Super Carrots. <laughs> Polly, I think you'd love Super Carrots. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I can't fucking breathe. <laughs> I think that's it. I, yeah, I watched that Hibiku, Hibiki Miku fight. I found a Google, a YouTube search that was that, but there were no subtitles. And then I was watching it just like, oh, my, just like with Fate Apocrypha, I realized this is my ideal way to watch this show. <laughs> I can just kind of watch it and project whatever story I want onto these really, it's really nice fight. <laughs> and they're singing, and it's like, oh, this is cool. Oh, that's also the one where, the, where the, the poison in her is like stabbing out of her body, and it's very good. And it's immediately resolved. It's fine. It's fine. Alright, I think that's my... So, can we still be friends? Yes. Okay. You can still DM me. I was so worried yesterday. I'm like, I have like a fucking treasure trove of Hibiki and Miku art, and John send doesn't it, want it anymore. Send it okay. all to me, please! I, I retweeted some. I was... you t you t The one you DM me, I like shared that on May. Like, yes, everybody has to see this. Hibiki... Because that... I'm like... Go ahead. Yeah. No, go. Um, that was like the thing. I can that that actually might be why I like season one more is that there's more time on Hibiki yeah. and his relationship, and I think they earned that. I think that works. Um, I don't think it pays off in terms of like the big climax because they're more focused on the core three's relationship, but mm -hmm. like the conflict where like she is a magical girl and that prevents her from going to see the the meteor shower with her girlfriend, who's her sunflower, like. <laughs> that was good. That worked, and and that and that's something season two didn't have as much of. So I think that might be why I connected yeah. a lot with season one. I'm just it's just probably still like laughing, crying. <laughs> I think I'm good. So you please, yeah. <laughs> hey, you, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> you can absolutely DM me that. I will love it. I will share it if possible. Right. I, I thought I was actually going to play next, but then you took over with Simple Gear. <laughs> I didn't think we'd be talking about this show again. There's only like six episodes in a row. It was ne it was necessary, Red. We had to. We yeah, had man. to. I thought it was going to end this. nicely with me loving season five at the end. Here's no, uh, we... here in the Sox cast, we 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 solve our problems. Yeah. In public yeah. for all to see. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think that, and that is the mature way to handle it. <laughs> yeah, have your friends on a podcast, roast them, uh, and then hold them accountable for the sin of not liking the thing that you liked. I think that it's that's not fair. not that he didn't like season two. It's the post-re-evaluation <laughs> of the first one that drives me nuts. <laughs> I'm going to blow up the moon! <laughs> The villain's backstory reveal! John! Oh my god! They, John! They pay all that off in season 5. They pay it all off in season 5! 
It's amazing. The show's so good. Uh, okay. They've been setting up the dominoes. They've been setting up completely disconnected dominoes. And then in season five, they put in the, like, the, sev- the several key dominoes and then all yeah. off at once. <laughs> playing 4D. They were playing 4D chess the whole time. The whole time. I, I, play, I watched... I, when, when you... When I come back around and then say that Camelot and Babylonia make fake Grand Order worth it, you can hold that over me. <laughs> no, I I already laid the other trap for you, but we'll get to that eventually. Oh, I'm not even going to no. remind you what it was. Oh, oh shit. no. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know what this was. Okay. Okay. <sighs> Why is Polly finding this so funny? <laughs> I don't think we usually disagree with this that much. This is one of the funniest fucking disagreements ever. <laughs> it's a fucking cartoon, you big babies. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> it's not even like it's evil. I know, but that's what drives me nuts is when you're listening like, well, it's better than Flip Flappers and Fate Ilya, <laughs> which are like actually evil. Which are actually actively evil. Well, that's that's what I thought you were going to hold over me is that I did make a joke that Ilya was better. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm then, not even acknowledging that as something you, you just, truly believe. Ilya is evil. It is so bad. I got so, so mad I called bad. a child porn. Yeah, it's... It's literally that bad. Yeah, it's, it is that. Uh, that is what it is. It's real bad. Yeah. I mean, the fighting is better than Symphony Gear, but whatever. It's very bad. It's very evil. Uh, uh, it's evil. Sorry. It's completely evil, okay. and Symphony Gear is not evil. It's very nice. It's too, That's the thing. It's too nice for you. Where's the stuff? <laughs> I haven't anybody died yet. Uh, watches not a hot, like, oh... It's like, I'm the one watching, I'm the one watching saying, why is everyone singing? And then John is next to me. Why hasn't everybody died yet? How come they didn't commit to that character being permanently mutilated? (laughs) Well, just don't do it at all if you're just going to... I know, I know. Right, right. (laughs) I just like, I just like stakes, foreshadowing rules, something. But it, that's like that's something a friend said was like I can do without no foreshadowing I can deal with that no rules for the magic I can deal with that no stakes I can deal with that it's all three at once <laughs> that's really hard for me to deal with and that made me laugh okay I think that's everything you can keep DMing me <laughs> Polly yo I have one other thing I can just get out of the way first. Uh, go ahead no I. I guess Polly's not ready yet. Go okay. ahead, just say um, it. I, I think I think this will be a nice palate cleanser for everybody. Um, I played Devil May Cry for the first time. Yes. <laughs> hey, guess what, y'all? Devil May Cry. Rules. Devil May Cry is real fucking good. It fucking is really good. I love that tweet out of context. I the other night where you just said it's just Space Harrier again. <laughs> my aunt. My aunt responded to that and said. You know, John, I don't know what you're talking about most of the time, but I, I really like that you're just... Ha- you can go look at it. Like, I don't know what you're talking about most of the time, but I appreciate that you're having so much fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's very sweet. She, like, never interacts with the tweets. Like, she's, like, one of two family members, and I'm just like, okay, if you want. 
Oh god. It's just like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so it's fucking so it does become space harrier again at some point and it's magical. Yep. It's, it's very good. It's amazing. Um I think that my main I have two comparison points and I play cameo wise. I played Resident Evil 2 mm-hmm. and I played Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. And then Devil May Cry is just like right in the middle. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Perfect. Maybe arcs a little more RE2 cuz it's I mean, it was like, originally meant to be RE4. So. And it, it was only three years after RE2, and then De- Bayonetta was like eight years later, after yeah. Devil May Cry. Yeah. Um, and then with Beautiful Joe and Okami in between. I actually had the thought, I finished Devil May Cry, and I was like, I've played three Okami games, I completely loved all of them. Guys, what if Okami's good? <laughs> oh, no. You never know. It, you might want to give that a... You it's might have very... To... <laughs> I like Okami. I think Okami is still pretty good. It's a slow game, but guess what? Mm-hmm. Trails in the Sky is a slow game. That's true. Is does he make you refight bosses? Uh, in Okami, I hmm. I can't imagine that it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost sure it does. Okay, then we're good. Then we're good. Uh, <laughs> that was a that was a, a thing I observed. Like both Bayonetta and Devil May and Cry, Devil May Cry they have you and yeah. and Ori too. They all have these refights, but they're always like kind of recontextualized. Yeah, um, a lot. Of, and then when it is just doing, and a lot of times the health bar will be a lot shorter. Um, in one in one point of Bayonetta, you fight like the chapter, the Act Two boss, but it's in the space harrier mode, so it plays completely different. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah, and I, so I love that because that that kind of thing just sort of gives a kind of a shape to the game and sort of a progression. Like, oh, this spider was so hard before, and now I'm just like. <laughs> Yeah, like the, like your first interaction with that thing is it chasing you down a hallway, and you're just like, "Fuck this!" And you can actually mm-hmm. you can actually beat him in that chapter. Um, oh, weird. Huh. And but but then the actual fight, like, so you you get those like I think it's just one chapter in between too. Like you start out one chapter and he's chasing you, and then it's like the very next chapter is the actual fight with him. I think it's actually wild. The fight comes first, and then he chases you. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, okay, that that first scene. So Devil May Cry is a PS2, 2001 PS2 game in which you explore a spooky castle and fight shadows. It's obviously the best one game that fits that description. Um, <laughs> and you're Dante, who's half demon, kind of, something. Mm-hmm. And he goes to this castle to beat up other demons so that he can beat the main demon who's trying to resurrect himself. Yeah. Um, and it's a character action game. One of, the, one of the earliest <laughs> examples of where we would use that term, but it's uh, yeah. it's a beat em up with like you know a rating system and advanced combo, combo and, and comboing, yeah, uh, <clears throat> and a rival battle. So yeah. that's how you really know. And the rival battle is really good. It's it's really good. All four of them. Really yep. good. <laughs> I, I I that was the one I spent like two hours on. Was just like I want to beat this without using any lives or without using any health items, yep. and, I, and then I did it. Mm. And it felt real good. Um, so yeah, the 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 fight, the spider fight, is just that was apparently a big deal for a lot of. Yeah, it was. It's the, it was the big brick wall when that game uh, came out. Like like I even got stuck there for like forty five minutes when I first played it. It was I very vividly remember that Christmas day of just like I'm stuck here for forty five minutes. I'm just gonna put in Metal Gear Solid two now. Because <laughs> I got Devil May Cry and Metal Gear Solid 2 uh, with it. Those are so. two real fucking good games. Yeah, that was, was a real fucking good, good Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, that first rival fight is so good because he, like, jumps between the different settings and you, like, chase him around this whole... Mm-hmm. The, the arc, it's this whole castle 
outside area where you like climb up the wall, run along the wall, climb up again. And it's a new area. It's just like there's a geography to the battle that's very satisfying. Yeah, it just like the fight just continues to advance that way. Like it's just it's one of the better fights and most memorable fights in the series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably my fav- favorite individual encounter in the game. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, yeah, it's just it's just really and it's very it's more varied than Bayonetta. I think like it's doing a lot less just like straight lock you in arena. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, there's a lot more freedom in running around the castle and enemies kind of just spawning in, but you can run past them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, weird weird one-off set pieces. Yeah. Uh, and Resident Evil lock and key stuff. Yeah, like, that stuff being in there felt really... It's re- very cute. Yeah, it's really cute, and, like, they've managed to mostly keep it. So like it's, yeah, it's, it's still it's still, nice. it's still kind of maintained that as part of its identity, even if oh, it's n- nice. even if it's even if it's not like as much as it was in the first one. Mm-hmm. The yeah. camera is the, the camera pulls from Resident Evil a lot. It's three D environments, but they pull from that vibe. Yeah, in a way that I really enjoy. Fixed cameras and yeah. mm-hmm. which even if like you pointed out, it, it good and bad. It breaks a couple of the boss fights, <laughs> and it's something they. I still don't think they've ever gotten the hang of of just like there are just some boss fights in three that are just like this doesn't need to be like this or this doesn't work with this angle at all. Why did you do this? Mm. I've um, only I think played yeah. I've only played Devil May Cry four, and I was kind of surprised how much Resident Evil DNA I could still f- f- still yeah. feel in it. Yeah, That's so cool because like the second area in that game is like a big spooky mansion. Yep, <laughs> excellent with locked doors. Excellent. And fixed camera angles. And I'm like, wow, this is... Boy, you think you would have evolved a bit maybe after four games, but I guess not. <laughs> and then... The... Is 5, like, totally free camera 5 now? is free camera now, I, I think they finally... Okay. And DMC Devil, like... May... DMC Devil May Cry also had free camera. We don't talk camera. about that one. Yeah, we do, because it's still an okay game. I know, but... But, like, as far as, like, the development... Main development team, like, that one's the Ninja Theory spinoff, right? Yeah. Did they? Like, is it? Did they go back to original devs or something for five? I thought maybe the Ninja Theory I think they, also did. Yeah, five. The, the the original like, like a Capcom internal team did uh, Devil May Cry five. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think so Ninja Theory got game. purchased by Microsoft in the meantime. Mm, yeah. Gotcha. It's wild to me that you're saying Devil May Cry is 2001. I'm like, I had no idea it was quite that old. Yeah. It, Especially <laughs> when the fifth one just came out this year. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, a, so I'm, yeah, it's a surprising amount of restraint in terms of sequels, given that that series did have a following. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only six total. That's pretty cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm probably going to... John, it's five gonna... games. There's Devil May Cry, Devil May Cry 3, 4, DMC 5. <laughs> I'm going into Devil May Cry 3 next. I want to get the, um, keep oh. the momentum... <laughs> Yeah. I want to keep the momentum going, and I know yeah. that I've played two. Two, even two just will just—it'll just kill you. It'll put the, the brakes on everything. With that game, they tried to make it appeal to a larger audience by basically oh, sucking shit. everything about the game that worked out of it. So it just like—it has this really—it wants to have this really over-the-top personality, but it, it comes off as just real cringy and bad. Uh, they removed all of the difficulty. Uh, you can literally just shoot everything in that game and win. Great. Um, oh, weird. The story is bad. Like they don't even acknowledge the story anymore. Like DMC two is completely written out of existence. Weird. It's probably for good reason, honestly. Yeah, it's it's just not good. Mm-hmm. 
It's also five and a half hours on how long to be, which is even shorter than the first game. Yeah, and it's easy. So yeah, it's... if I wanted to, if I wanted to satiate the curiosity, I don't think I'm gonna like it. It would just be like I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it while I am like in hype mode for this yeah. series. I would. This nah, would be nah, like nah. go pick it up later. It doesn't. You don't need this knowledge going forward. No, I'm gonna go into three next. I might just I might pick that up right after the podcast. Actually, awesome. I'm pretty hyped. Three is so good. I replayed that this year and it was a blast. Yeah, I, I think that probably is what got me got my brain chewing on that. I was just like, I, I really want to play these games. Actually, they're uh, very good. They're very cheesy. Like they really don't take oh, them. So, they so don't. Good. I, like Dante is such a great protagonist just because he's a shitbag. <laughs> I love Dante. He's I just a—he's just a goddamn teenager, basically. I loved um, when the demon just when the demon spider jumps down from the ceiling, gets right up at his face, <laughs> and it's just like calling him an ant, and then he like taps him on the head and just says like some just it's something about bad breath. It's something about him having bad breath, and he just patting him on the head. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so good. Or Dante has got a line for everything, and it's great. Yeah, and he gets impaled through the chest like two or three times and is just complete again, completely nonplussed. Yeah. Uh, the the opening scene where he gets impaled and then she Trish throws the motorcycle at him and then he's just like has a one liner and then shoots the motorcycle a punch and flings it back <laughs> at her with the gun shooting. <sighs> Every cutscene is good, none of them overstay their the yeah. cutscenes don't overstay their welcome. Yeah. I like the story. And the and then the climax is great. It has Space Harrier. <laughs> And then, it, and then it has a part where the boss's um, face and chest loom high mm-hmm. over a tiny platform in front of them. Feels which good. Is how all action games have to end. Yes, you got to do that every time. Yeah, it's the only way to do it. Um, so yeah, I really like this. I'm really excited to play more. This might wind up being. I can see this one being my favorite because it has kind of that most. I imagine it'll have like the most kind of Resident Evil. Yeah, it's it's got the most Resident Evil vibe. It's probably just because like it kind of feels like it's 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 the 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 uh, the, the rougher version of this vision, whereas DMC three is very pristine in everything mm-hmm. that it's going for. Whereas I can also see me liking that one a lot because like the most fun I had in the game was when it dug deep into the combos with Virgil. Oh man, yeah. If you and if you I like... feel like DMC three is probably going to have a lot of that. Yeah, people tend to like DMC three. I hear. Yeah, DMC three's yeah. got the fighting style system, and mm. you'll probably have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, I think it, I think they'll just comp. I might just wind up where they both complement each other with one being the, like more eccentric and annoying one, mm-hmm. and then three like being the very polished vision. Yeah. Um, I think it's I'll like just Symphogear be... versus Symphogear G. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think I'll just wind up really adoring both of them because and adoring Bayonetta, and pro- who knows, um, adoring Okami maybe. maybe. Who knows? Who knows? I, right. I should play beautiful. I'll probably play Beautiful Joe first. Beautiful Joe's good. I like it. Yeah. yeah. And then I need to steal a Wii U at some point to play Wonderful One Hundred and One. That <laughs> game's really. Cool. I do too. That game's really cool. fucking poor. I hate that I can't play that. I hate that it was taken from me. Someday, that game is fun. I'm, I might be at a point where I finished Beautiful Joe, and I'll just be like, "Oh, I don't have any other Kami. I, well, I guess I'll do a Kami." I, I did not. I did not expect going into into Devil May Cry to come out of it like, "Oh, maybe I do." I was like, "Hard." I came down on poor Maple, just like there is no force on God's <laughs> earth that will ever make me touch, even think about touching Okami. 
<laughs> and then I was just like, well, eh, maybe. <laughs> I, I progressed beyond, like, I would rather get kicked in the dick every day for a week and then play a comedy. <laughs> I was just—I'm very anti-Zelda right now. Yeah, yeah. Probably Okami because I played it. It's fucking boring. Oh my god! Get out of here. I mean, yeah, that was the vibe I was kind of worried about. So, but also, I kind of—I kind of trust Tamiya right now. So that's my—that's my devil my experience. I'm yeah, looking right. at Kamiya's wiki page. It's amazing how few games he's worked on, but it is a fucking list. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Resident a... Evil, Resident Evil 2, Devil May Cry, Resident Evil 0, Beautiful Joe, Beautiful Joe 2, Beautiful Joe Do- Double Trouble, and on those two he just did the story. Mm-hmm. And then this fucking string. Okami, Bayonetta, Wonderful 101, Bayonetta 2, Bayonetta 2 Astral Chain, Bayonetta <laughs> 3, and then Scalebound is cancelled. So yeah, I can see why people were mad about that one, because he's on a fucking streak right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and again, if you just look at the director ones, it's six games... Yeah. Sorry to it's it's Devil May Cry. It's it's beautiful Joe Okami, Wonderful 101 Bayonetta. Just like damn. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Dude's resume speaks for itself. Yup. And again, I played three of those, completely loved all of them. And they just they just there's an escape sequence at the end of Devil May Cry. Like they don't just have the final boss, they have a fun escape sequence mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. cool sequence at the end. It's just very good. Polly. Yo. What have you been up to? Um, yeah, you know, uh, for me. Oh boy, more RPGs. You think I'd learn oh, my no. you think I would learn my fucking lesson? Mm-hmm. Uh so I went from Mega Dimension Neptunia Victory to R, which was just like, oh boy. A franchise you love. A franchise I love. And uh you guys ever heard of uh, the Legend of Heroes series? <laughs> Oh yeah, the TurboGrafx game. Yeah, they, yeah, they're making those still. Still? Yeah, there's this new one out. It's called The Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel Three. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the new one. I'm I'm playing it right now. How long are we going to keep this bit up? How long are we going to keep this bit up? Not long because I ain't got much longer for it. Uh, so Trails of Cold Steel Three, game that I've been waiting for for a fucking year because I beat <laughs> yeah. I beat two and literally immediately needed three in my veins. It went through a lot of issues, not knowing if it was even going to come out here. Then it was announced that Ugh. then it was announced that Nisa had it and mass Ugh. fucking panic. But then it was like, oh no! But like, literally everybody from XC that was working on it is now working on this and and had their names removed from the PS4 versions <laughs> of Trails of Cold Steel one and two. By the way, by XC, uh, oh, real. It's just- Real fucking jack move, Xseed. Bunch oh, of it's just fucking... our policy. It's only yeah. people who actually work at the company right now. Fuck off. They, like that kind of shit. Fuck off. Like they're the re- like the, that team is the reason that series made them the money it did, and that to have their names removed from the PS4 version is enough for me to boycott them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was such a dick move. Yeah, I can't believe that. When you consider what that team did for that series on the whole, like it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I, tra- I read a thread that's that's apparently pretty common. Like, not that this makes it okay, but that's yeah. common to the point where like people just say that they worked on a thing, and then people just kind of like, okay. oh, okay, because there's no because they know that credits aren't yeah they're like, not trustworthy. Something, yeah, like and yeah, in games, which is so fucking stupid. It's real shitty. 
I mean, I figure that's what happens at Ubisoft when those credits oh, are like yeah. literally half an hour long. They're just listing everybody that works at the company because fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it works at all 14 of their dev studios. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely sounds like they need a union or something, right? Mm. <laughs> so, uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3. Uh, this game takes place a year and a half after the events of Trails of Cold Steel 2. Um, and that game, uh, the end of that game, finds a lot of the characters uh, in some very precarious situations. And the, this game kind of finds a lot of them, you know, go, moving forward after their life at the military academy and trying to make change in the world on their own terms. Um, and and, and I, like, that's a really cool kind of thing to see experiences. You get to see characters kind of grow out of their school going days into adulthood and assuming bigger responsibilities you know it, it kind of reinforces the idea of the thor's military academy itself is to be the foundation that the future is built on and i think that that's like really cool that you see the characters starting to do that um so main character reen obviously is the character in the most precarious situation of all by the end of the events of that game and he is now also an instructor at a new branch of the Thor's military academy which is basically the garbage can version of the academy <laughs> that we have for weirdos. Um and he is in charge of a new class 7 that only uh includes four members. Uh so it's kind of like you get a real quick air of familiarity with your new cast even though like a lot of people are coming to this game for ob for the obvious continuity we're being thrown into basically what is an entire new cast of characters because it's Interesting. all it's all new Thor's students it's all new classes um and like I immediately clicked with these new characters in a way that I wasn't expecting because I think that it's a bold move to have this cast that you grow really attached to Especially when, like, you are with them as the shit's going down in their lives. You know, you're going through some of the biggest changes of their lives in that previous game. Mm -hmm. So, to kind of, like, throw you in with, like, an entirely new cast to get used to, bold move, and they make it work. Because I immediately like this new Class 7 uh, in the same way that, like, when I played the Crossbell games, I kind of immediately liked that set of characters. Because they... Wait. I don't like. Really? This, I don't immediately like the story of Zero. I like mm, the characters. Yeah. I don't oh, like the okay. story. Yeah, I remember you having issues with Zero. I thought it was the characters. No, as well. no, 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 no. It's just the story of Zero okay. because I already knew what happened in Zero yeah. thanks to Cold Steel. Um, mm. That's why you got to play him in order. That's why you got to play him in order, um, which literally nobody does. Yeah, except well, me and John will do it. Yeah, yep. it's we'll kind of it's hard to do that given you know the Crossbell <laughs> games aren't out. Um, so. Yeah, like, you, 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 even though it's essentially dealing with a new cast of characters, you know, they're all written really well, and you grow attached to them really quickly. I was especially surprised at how much I actually care about the other students that aren't actively on my fighting team or anything, because I actively go out of my way to find them on campus and shit and talk to them just to see what's going on. Oh, make and, friends. And I was really <laughs> surprised at how well they're all written and how much you actually come to care. Like, every student is named and, like, they've got their own profile. It's just like... And, and they did this in two as well. But I think that because you start out with such a huge class seven in Trails of Cold Steel 1 and 2, which is, like, nine members... That mm. you're really hyper focused on them because that's a lot of time you need to spend getting to know a large cast of characters. Whereas 
right now, like, you're kind of hyper-focused on these four characters, which is really only three because it counts Reen. Uh, so it's just, uh, like, it's three new oh. characters that are taking the lead. And they they have, like, really interesting um, stories for being there. And, and, and it's real interesting. Like, one dude was, like, a former... Like, like his family is, like, the former protectors of the royal family and now they don't have that designation any longer so he's no longer in that lineage and needs to find a new purpose in life or there's a girl from crossbell uh, who is now in an arabonian school you know like that's real awkward you know like i'm now going to school in the place that pretty much is fucking up crossbell <laughs> um and 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 um it's just like they all have real interesting reasons to be there and you can buy into all of that. And it's, 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 it's really good, really good character shit. Just, I wasn't expecting the new class seven to click with me as quickly as they did, but it was even a, an even bigger surprise when I found myself really enjoying the actual side characters a lot. And like anytime there's a quest that pops up for them, I'm gonna go fucking do it. Cause these kids are real. These are real good kids, man. Um, and uh, the game follows a similar structure to Cold Steel 1, so you do some school life stuff, you do some training, and you eventually go on field exercises where like the bigger moments of the story play out, and that's kind of like that same setup. Um, but I'm surprised that like they're they're doing it in a way that where it doesn't feel like a complete rehash, even though it very much is. Uh, I think that they expect you that, that you've bought enough into it that it doesn't really bother you. Uh, that and I think that like since you're dealing with a smaller class, um, they can make they, they can make these um, field excursions a lot longer and they feel a lot more meaty and substantial and a lot more is happening um, mm. in them. And you know, like we just had like just like just before I quit playing, there was just like this big character moment I got to that was just like, oh wow, that they really cut pretty deep and I, I, you know, like being this early in the game, which I mean, I know 30 hours into a game sounds really weird to say early, <laughs> but I know this game is probably about a hundred hours long. So, <sighs> um, but yeah. Uh, and then like, it's also really, like really smart with its story in that this is a game that really respects its own lore in that the in game characters also like respect like have a certain amount of respect for certain things or certain places. And to see that kind of happen in a game, it was just kind of interesting to me because I've never seen like, I guess that kind of solemn scene where like, even though these characters like are in the same place and it's like, they should be fighting each other. There's an air of like, we can't do this here. No, you don't do that here. You do that somewhere else. Right now, we're just people here respecting a thing. And, like, it's real... Like, it hit real good. Like, they make mm-hmm. those moments... Um, it, it, they make those moments hit really good. Um, and if you're coming to this game for, like, catharsis on... Oh, man, like, all of the story stuff. Yeah, it's happening. Like, this game is moving pretty fast. Even though it's, like, I'm 30 hours and only two chapters in. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but a lot happens moment to moment. Like every mm. conversation that you're having with characters that matter is very substantial. Like they're moving the plot along at a very good clip, even though it sounds mm. very slow. Um, and of course you're going to get lots of old familiar characters popping up all the time now. Like, and it's still amazing when they do and it's great, but it's good that those moments don't overshadow 
mm-hmm. the new characters that they've brought in as well. Like, I don't feel that just because I'm reuniting with former Class 7 members uh, at various points, or maybe somebody from the Sky series shows up and you're like, oh shit, that's big and major. You know, I don't feel that those moments are overshadowing the moments where, like, the characters in this class are having their big moments too. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it ends up feeling really balanced for the fact that, like, this is a series that has quite a castless count at this fucking point. Like, Erebonia is the hopping place to be right now, and, <laughs> and everybody's here, and they and everybody wants a fucking piece. <laughs> and I'm really, I am just so excited and on board for where the story's going. Like, there's just so much intrigue, and they're starting to, like, hint at, like, we're going to start seeing some answers now. Um, I'm not expecting anything to be fully, you know, wrapped up by the there's end still of this another game. game. There's still yeah. another game left. There's still another 100-hour RPG after yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm very excited for where this game is going to take me. Uh, it's just it's just real good. Um, That's so awesome. So in terms of how the game plays, it's all pretty much similar. The structure and everything, like I said, is very similar to the previous to, to Trails of Cold Steel 1. Um, and the battle system oh. is kind of like... Uh, it takes uh, Trails of Cold Steel 2's battle system and just kind of adds some new things to it. Um, it's just all, it's mostly just, uh, simple tweaks and new gimmicks. Uh, the biggest one is Brave Orders, which are buffs that you can instantly cast on your party for the cost of battle points, which, like, previously, like, when you get battle points, like, they were used to perform something like an all-out attack in Persona. Like, when you got five of them, you could just make all of your characters rush in and attack all of the enemies at once. Mm-hmm. And you kind of just use the, the, the Brave Points to build up to that. So now that you've got a, a another full reason to actually use them, and it factors very heavily into tactical combat because, like, the Brave Orders are very, very overpowered. So it's just like, you could be like, just here, here's a fat 60% plus to all your damage for the next five character turns. It's like, okay, that's real fucking big. Um, they also added a break system, which is similar to the Neptunia guard break system, where if you do enough uh, damage to an enemy, they'll go into a break state, which means you will always get a critical, you will always, mm. um, you will always get a follow-up attack, and you will always break their, um, uh, you will always break their guard and get your extra follow-up attack, which is how you get brave points. So, like, all of these systems in the battle kind of feed back into one another, and it feels really good now that, like, the Brave Orders kind of, like... It feels like the thing that needed to be added to kind of make all parts of the battle system feel cohesive. Whereas, like, it, it was kind of just, like, for 1 and 2, I feel like you could just go... You know, just, like, spam all of your arts, spam all of your crafts, and you're probably going to just be fine. Whereas now, like, Brave Orders, especially in boss fights, matter a whole lot. Uh, your position on the battlefield matters a hell of a lot more, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to want to group your characters up a lot. Just a, just a hint. <laughs> you don't want to... <laughs> and um, and um, another thing is, like, when you fight major enemies, like, they, they have S-crafts, too, of course. And mm-hmm. used to be there used there not, there never used to be like any kind of like warning when that was gonna happen. Oh. And now it seems like they've got a system in place where I've only had a couple of fights where uh, uh characters that you fight have S breaks are a thing. But what has happened is they'll go into like a charge state the turn before that, and if you can deplete the break gauge under uh their HP bar before that attack goes off, you can actually nullify the S break from going off. So that's like a cool new mechanic that feels like it kind of like 
looking at S breaks and thinking like the enemies being able to fire those off without any kind of setup or yeah. or like knowing when and if they're going to use it. Uh, it, it's really cool that you can like you got a chance at negating it. It's still really fucking hard to do. Like I've uh, I've been playing that's on probably good. I've been playing on hard. So <laughs> um, are you still playing on hard? I actually bumped it down to normal earlier uh, because <laughs> because thou like. This was a buff that a, a few bosses in Cold Steel 2 used, but, like, at a certain point in battle, like, some enemies and bosses will... They'll just get, like, this hyper buff that grants them a 10 to 25% heal, um, a 25 to 50% strength buff, a 25 to 50% defense buff, and a 25 to 50% speed buff. <laughs> and the shitty thing about that is, is that, like, once it's done... Like, okay, there goes a lot of the work you just put in on this boss. It's gone. And now the mm -hmm. boss is also beating the mortal shit out of you. So you've got to dig your way out of this hole. So you dig yourself out of the hole. But by the time you've dug yourself out of the hole, the buff on the enemy is probably expired. So if you're not fast enough at getting back to doing damage, it can just do the buff again and put itself back to probably mm -hmm. full health. And I, I spent about 22 minutes on a boss fight having that happen last night before I fucking, yeah. <laughs> screamed. I, I screamed. Uh, and then I just let it kill me, and then I put the game back on normal and then just utilized a different set of orders and mm -hmm. still took 16 minutes. Goddamn. So, it, it so it's like, like they, they might be like at the point where they are, the demands they're placing on you are... It's they're, a little they're escalating. Silly. They're escalating faster than, hmm, because like one and two, you had to put them on hard for to feel yeah yeah where you wanted it to be after the first five games yeah so interesting yeah um, it's... How, how how much do they shake up the do they do stuff to add stuff to the combat in both the zero games and the Cold Steel one and two in comparison with Sky? Because something zero, I didn't realize was with, that with zero and Owl with zero and yeah. Owl, the only thing they really added was like team attacks where you can get like like there's a panel on the the uh, uh a turn order that can come up that can be a team attack so if you attack in, uh, on that turn then you can attack with everybody at mm. once for like a big special attack uh you get master quartz which are you can supplement your normal quartz loadout with an even bigger quartz that has <laughs> like that you basically just keep equipped the entire game and it's passive most of the time you don't even think about it. And I still don't think the master system or the master court system is all that refined because it, like, even though you can have a sub master courts now in cold steel three, it's really just like, okay, you're just, you're still just giving me like one ability from the ma from the sub master courts in one spell. And it's just like, I'm, I'm still not thinking about my master court lo courts loadouts at all. The only time I'm thinking about it is if I'm building an invasion tank. <laughs> mm hmm. And then in Cold Steel 1 and 2, like, they, it, it changes engines completely. Yeah. I, I think something I didn't process was, like, I saw your screenshots, I saw the exact same accessories from Sky, and mm -hmm. I think I realized, oh, there's still a lot of continuity in just the, <laughs> the rules here. Yeah, like, everything, like, the rules for the battle system are very much the same, it's just they've mm -hmm. kind of blown it out in a different way, like... The numbers are bigger, you are way more OP than you ever were in the Sky <laughs> games. Like, like... Like, you want to be using crafts in these games because they're ridiculous. Um, mm -hmm. And the game's tuned around you being ridiculous. And I think that sometimes that means they have to tune fights to the point to where they feel really bad. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like like when you have a boss that can completely undo 10 minutes of work, that's a little overkill. Yeah. I think you really need to re-examine, like, and, and like, if the only way you can make this boss hard is to keep giving them that one same late fight buff to make them, mm-hmm. you know, so that they will have a almost, like, a 20 to 30% chance of getting themselves back to full health and negating the entire fight. Like, that just feels shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fair to me. Yeah, so I and like I know people are just oh get good. That's the mentality these days. That's like what every like <laughs> I only play the game on nightmare and it didn't bother me. <laughs> like well, fucking good for you. You just don't understand game balance. Then that's all you're telling me, because in no world is that really fun. It's like I love these games, but I'm going to point out the flaws, and I <laughs> think and I think that. At this point, they may be stretched. They may have stretched their battle system to the point to where they don't really know. Without making a new battle system entirely from the ground up, they don't really know how to make it harder unless it's bigger numbers and just big late game buffs that the enemy can do to itself to negate your work. Yeah, that's the thing is that that's that's what I was kind of thinking. It's like I saw that a lot of these rules were the same, and then I realized like I was kind of satisfied with my experience with the trails in the sky battle system by the end of third i felt like i yeah. pretty much just sort of i i learned that let's see what's next well <laughs> so I'll, zero and owl are not gonna change that much yeah they are a lot of the same i think the cold steel feels different enough that it is a new battle system it follows a similar set of rules but it does its mm-hmm. own things that i feel like, like, it does enough to, like, say, hey, I'm still part of this series, but I think that it also does enough that it differentiates itself um, okay. uh, in, in a worthwhile manner. And then Cold Steel 3 is like, all right, we are the third game in this new <laughs> updated version. Yeah. yeah. So we're running out of ways. We're once again running out, like third did, we're running out of we're ways. We're running to out of ways to make up. it harder, which kind of like, like, I'm almost afraid of what this game is going to be throwing at me end game and like, what the <laughs> fuck does four even look like? Yeah, I'm saying like, four is just, oh, this boss like 100% heals every turn. It's like, <laughs> fuck it, just play four on easy. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, like, I might, I, that's what I'm thinking is that it just might be transitioning towards like, I'm playing this for the story for a bit, cause yeah. and then I'll kind of get through the the fighting. Yeah, like, I still enjoy a damn good boss fight. Like the, the end of yeah. chapter one has an amazing first boss fight where the like mm-hmm. everything is stacked against you in a way that just feels so unfair when it's happening because That's these boring. these enemies are going on like seven and eight turns a pop, and it's like, how do I overcome this? Uh, it's like, oh wait, I've got brave orders, and these things are meant to turn the tide of battle. Okay, let's. D- they they really want you to engage with that brave order system. So, yeah. uh, it's like I the really... the devil trigger and devil may cry. You yeah. need to use it. Like that is a big thing with people starting out playing those games is that they're afraid to use the devil trigger. It is it, it is a fungible resource? You'll get it back. Don't worry. Use it. You're not a baby if you use it. You're not a baby if you use a bomb and a shmup. Yeah. Well, you are sometimes. Depends on the game. I think I think using devil triggers is more baked in than the bombs sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I think a lot of shmups are definitely not designed around bomb play. Devil trigger doesn't lower your rank as far as I'm aware. No, it doesn't. It actually helps with your rank because you're able to attain higher combos. Yeah, that's what I figured. Cool. But yeah, like, I'm enjoying Cold Steel 3 a lot. Like, it is doing everything... What a surprise! It's doing everything that I've wanted it to do. Like, I am fully satisfied with this cast of characters, uh, where the plot is going, 
uh, the old and new faces alike are all just doing everything that I, I've wanted. So, I, like, I don't think that we're on track for this to be disappointing in any way. I mean, I was kind of thinking, like, you started it, and I was just like, man, what if this was bad? And then I realized, like, wouldn't that be sad? And then I realized, like, you have played seven of these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you did think like them all. Yeah, I'm invested at this point, you know. Like, like this is probably gonna, they, they probably got it figured out. Yeah, like, if, if, if the combat was that bad and putting me off, I would just turn it on very easy and just cruise. Yeah. Because, like, hey, I'm primarily here for story, but I like the battle system enough to want to engage with it on, it, mm-hmm. on a challenging level. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it yeah. Obviously, this is a just... This is a winner. Like, I mean, like, what do you want me to... It's, it's like, another Falcom game. It's another like, they're Falcom just, game. They're, they're killing it. They're, they've been killing it for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, like, the, the, like, odds are, by the time we're back here next time, I will maybe have completed the game, and you'll just hear me gushing about how great mm. it is. You know, and then I can't... Awesome. And then I won't be able to say much about it, because it'll be spoiled. Yeah. yeah. And then in... Um, yeah, I, I was very impressed by how deftly you talked about it without spoiling it stuff. That was really hard to do. <laughs> and then in two years, you get to play four. Yep, yeah. Hopefully. Maybe? Hopefully. <laughs> and I, I think that they are already likely working on that localization, yeah. though, because from my understanding is that um, uh, um, the, the, the president of Falcom said that they're not sending their, their work to... Uh, they're not sending their work to NISA for it to get localized until they have 100% nailed down everything because even East nine got like a bunch of stuff updated after uh, release. So I imagine that since trails of cold steel four has been out since last September, mm-hmm. I'm going to say Nisa probably already has and is working on that. And then okay. East nine will come afterward. That's just zero and all getting punched up by fans. We're yeah. A good place for this series, I think. Yep. And then, the, and then whatever's next. <laughs> Then whatever's next, we know, like I, we know basically where the next uh, series is taking place in the Calvard region. So mm-hmm. that checks out. That's going to be real interesting. God. Yeah, big it's surprise. The ride never ends. Big surprise. I love Trails of Cold Steel three. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're we're gonna slowly catch up with you over the next couple of years. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be a while. We'll be talking. It'll be Soxcast Game of the Year 2020. Yeah. Soxcast Game of the Year 2021. <laughs> oh, my favorite is Trails of Cold Steel 3. <laughs> uh, y'all will be hitting one by that point. You'll get to the end of one and just be like, holy shit, it's the greatest fucking thing. God, like I don't know, Retwill, anyway. I fucking love, fucking love Falcom. They're good shit. Man! Like, uh, the number of times Falcom has come up on this podcast in the last fucking year. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it almost They're... rivals Symphogear. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> in quality and frequently of com- frequency of coming up with podcasts. Damn! Damn! Um, Boom! Just one parting shot, right? <laughs> I had to take it! Um, also, that, that's one other thing with Devil May Cry, is I kept playing it, and then I was thinking about um, Oath and Felghana and E6. Mm. Just like, man, these were also... Just really good PS2 t- like era action games, and like a lot of people couldn't couldn't stick that. Yeah, they couldn't make that that format like the 3D beat 'em ups and and like the t- PS2 era feel really good. And then it's fun to play um, Devil May Cry. It feels really good, and then fun to play the East games that feel really really good. Absolutely, absolutely. So, are we done? 
Brett, did you have another thing? I mean, I've been playing I the Somnium Files, mm-hmm. which Polly talked about earlier, but I don't have a ton to say about it right now because I'm kind of deep in it. Yeah, he's started hitting those uh, later, later branches in the forks, and yeah, yeah the the shit's starting to come out now. Boy, I, for some reason, was not expecting this to go that hard. I don't know why. <laughs> it just seemed like oh, these are very, very cute funny. character designs. Yeah, Mizuki's cute. Iris is cute. Uh, Hayabusa's cute. That's, yeah, that's right. Dante's name. cute. <laughs> he is. I didn't. I mean, but it's a first-person game, so you don't see him as much. That's yeah. true. That's good. I point. was just like, oh, this is a game with a lot of cute girls, basically. Yes. <laughs> that was my impression. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Exactly. Exactly. So I guess we're going to go ahead and start winding things down then. Yep. Of course, I want to thank everybody for coming out once again for the live show and of course thank you for downloading it we appreciate all the love and thank you of course for the bits and subs those are also very much appreciated y'all are wonderful wonderful people Rhett where can everybody find you uh, I think inconsequentialexistence.com <laughs> not updated for like a year not John Thire faraway.times.itch.io and you can find me at my dumb website and here on Twitch and remember we are a podcast that loves you we're the only ones that love you <laughs>